Welcome back to Word of God. We are three English majors who have set out to analyze Supernatural now that it's done to figure out what was it supposed to be, what did it become, and how. I'm Ash, the old-time fan. My pronouns are V, Vim, or it, It's, and you can follow me on Tumblr at the-voice-of-night-mail. <laughs> do you really uh, have to do the dashes? Yeah, I, yes. I wanted to try it out. Okay. Uh, and I have I have a congestion today, so if I sound a little bit wonky, that's why. Sorry, I thought you were I thought you were phrasing that like you have like something to bring to the table or some kind of proposal. <laughs> I have a congestion for you all today. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, I'm Emma, <laughs> the latecomer. I use she, her, and they, them pronouns. You can follow me at Lazarus Emma on Tumblr, uh, which has no dashes in it because I'm cooler than you. I'm Wyatt. My pronouns are him, and you can follow me on Twitter at Topple Thrones. And today we're starting season five. Yeah, that was my welcome speech. back from hiatus. Season five yeah. is so—it's a good era. It vibes the way I like it when it does. Yeah, if it's the last any... good season of Supernatural. Yes, and this is this is where also we should say if you have any questions or comments, particularly if you want to write in for questions about our season five wrap off extravaganza, whatever we're gonna call that. Um, please email us at uh, wordofgod at gmail.com, wordofgodcast nope. at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. I always forget about the cast. Uh, and you can um, also follow or, the show yes. on Twitter, Tumblr, and on TikTok at the Word of Godcast. And you can also DM us on Twitter if you want. Yeah. But probably the best way is to send us an ask on t uh, Tumblr. Yeah. Or, or an email, yeah. yeah. We yeah. did get an email about um, volunteer transcripts, which yes. we appreciate tremendously. And we're going to get something set up probably a spreadsheet to um keep track of which episodes have transcripts so if you are willing to put in all that time and effort uh you can contact us and we will uh be professional about it we will put something uh -huh. together um, we and promise. we super super appreciate it i don't have it open right now so i can't thank this person by name um but thank you uh much. it is well okay i don't know if i want to like actually say their the name that they have on google because I don't know if it's That's the real point. name. I don't know if they want. Thank you, person with the cute cat. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know who you are. You know who you are. <laughs> if you if you want us to to credit you by name, just, just let us know. But also, we don't yeah. want to fucking dox you or something. Um. Okay. Uh, content warnings for these episodes will include. Content warnings for this episode include questionable consent, pandemic mention, school shooting mention, reproductive rights mention. Gore, alcoholism mention, emotional manipulation, sexual assault, incest, climate change, and ableism. If you'd like us to warn for something we don't already flag, you can reach us through our ask box on Tumblr or send an email to wordofgodcast at gmail.com. Same way that you reach us for any other questions yes. or comments. Yeah. We could probably, like, shorten all that down a little bit, but it's fine. <laughs> In terms of, like, we say the email multiple times, but whatever. 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 It takes, like, one second to say, so it's fine. You're right. It doesn't really matter. Um, okay, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, <laughs> listen, um, I just try to take down redundancies. And thank um, God. Anyway, uh, okay, let's talk about episode one, Sympathy for the Devil, which was written by Eric Kripke and directed by Robert Singer. Weirdly, despite this being written by Eric Kripke, I, there were a lot less Kripkeisms in this uh, episode than I'm used to. Yeah, I, I also noticed that. The Kripkeisms were kind of mm. under control. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe he just wasn't feeling it the day, the day he wrote the script. Yeah, As if he wrote it all in one day. Anyway, okay. Um, so, buckle in. Uh, a lot happens in this one. 
Despite the episode name, we actually open on a recap to Thunderstruck by ACDC, which is also a good song. Uh, and then pick up right where we left off, Sam and Dean trying to flee the big blood light portal, um, but the door closes on them and locks them in. As the light envelops them, we cut suddenly to them in an airplane with the in-flight TV screen playing the episode of Looney Tunes' Devil's Feud Cake, where Yosemite Sam, ha, goes to hell, uh, which is very cute. Uh, from the plane, they see a pillar of light burst from the ground and the pilot loses control, though after the commercial break, they're just fine driving along, hearing omens of the apocalypse on the radio and feeling very confused about what happened. Uh, I guess that plane landed okay. They go back to Chuck's house and find it utterly trashed with blood everywhere, and then a beat-up Chuck attacks Sammy, thinking he was an invader. He's surprised Sam's okay after all the demon stuff and tells them that when the Archangel arrived, Castiel exploded, and the blood that's everywhere is the fine mist that he got turned into, ripped to Jimmy Novak, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, Zack then shows up to collect them, wants them to kill the devil before he finds his vessel. Um, Dean is rightfully very mad at Zack for lying to him. Uh, and what's honestly one of the cooler things he's done, he reveals he painted an angel banishment sigil on Chuck's sliding door and yanks it open to slam his hand into it, sending off Zack and his goons. Uh, also, he calls Cass his friend. It's his friend. Uh, we then cut to the boys in a motel. Sam's got some witchy hex bags to protect them from angels and demons, and apparently he's feeling fine. The blood addiction's gone for now. They talk a little about the whole, you know, Sam letting out Lucifer thing. Dean wants to treat it like just another hunt. Meanwhile, uh, we see a guy walking home at night and is spooked by wind and hallucinations about bleeding. A blood-covered woman says, you're chosen, Nick, and disappears. So that's the vessel. Um, then we see a woman writing Sam and Dean's slash fic, which uh, we'll talk about her whole deal in depth, I'm sure. Uh, Chuck contacts her and tells her he needs her to get a message to the boys because he's being watched and she believes him quite swiftly and does this. Chuck a division that the Michael Sword is on Earth. It's in a castle on a hill made of 42 dogs. The boys call Bobby, who tells them about Michael and his sword, which is what he used to beat Lucifer. We're on a quest for a magic sword now. This is some real fantasy shit. Sam then confesses what he did to Bobby, who chews him out and doesn't forgive him, doesn't want to see him again after this is over. It's very sad. He leaves to go comfort read some lore while Dean and Bobby talk about him. Bobby <laughs> thinks John might have been right about Sam. <laughs> it's true um and this gives dean an idea he digs through his stuff and finds one of john's storage lockup cards castle storage 42 rover hill bingo uh then bobby kicks dean's ass he's been possessed how did they get him without his protective sigil who knows then someone familiar shows up in a new vessel it's meg hi meg good to see ya she kisses dean without his consent which is gross and then makes bobby try to kill him hey at least it wasn't him who said that shit uh, but then Bobby, the absolute greatest of all time, the hero, the king, gets free for a moment and stabs himself with a knife, killing the demon inside him. Dean freaks out and starts fighting the demon. Sam shows up and joins in. They both get owned until Dean gets the knife and Meg flees in smoke form. Meanwhile, Nick is being haunted some more. Uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, cut to the boys rushing Bobby to a hospital. They don't want to leave him, but they need to hurry and get to the storage lockup before the demons do. In the lockup, there's a bunch of corpses. Zack's there. He's dealt with them already. Things get slightly metaphysically complicated here. The angels really did lose the sword. They planted that prophecy into Chuck, which, yeah, why do they need to tell them in secret if the angels are the ones who've given the prophecies, but whatever. The sword was never at the lockup, but now it is because the prophecies are always true, which means the sword is here now because it's Dean. The sword is a metaphor. He's Michael's vessel. Dean does not take this well, and Zack does a cool scary thing where he shoots a finger gun at Sam and breaks one of his bones. 
As we discussed in the Rapture, an angel needs consent to enter a vessel. Unfortunately, coerced consent is valid as well, which seems unfair, and Zack starts threatening Dean and Sam until he starts torturing them both. Then Castiel shows up and kicks utter ass, killing both of Zack's angel goons. Uh, it sure is a miracle that he's alive, as is the fact that Dean and Sam got teleported to safety. Could God be involved? He scares Zack away, and uh, Sam and Dean get healed, and then warns them that Lucifer's found his vessel. Cast cars a sigil into their ribs that will do what the hex bags did but better, and then mysteriously disappears. Back with Nick, the bloody woman from earlier shows up in the classic white nightgown. The woman is his wife, but it's not her in there, it's Lucifer. Angels require consent, so he needs to invite her in. She convinces him that God sucks because he let, he let a man come into his house and butcher his family. Um, she says she can give him justice, she wants to hold God accountable, which kind of rules, and says she doesn't lie. He accepts, and his house fills with white light. In the hospital, Bobby is getting very mad at the doctor, who told him he probably won't walk again. Oof. The boys talk to him about what to do next. Dean wants to take on both the angels and Lucifer like a true anime protagonist, and also like an anime protagonist, he has nothing to back it up. Bobby then tells Sam he would never cut him out, not ever, and I felt emotions at that. Outside, Dean talks about how they're boned, and he's very upset with Sam for choosing a demon over him. He depended on Sam the most, and Sam let him down. They can never go back to what they were. There's ten more seasons of this show. End of episode. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so that was a long one. Uh, a lot happens in this episode. It's yeah. true. Well, it is season five, bitches. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are we going chronologically or are we doing impressions? Yeah, I want Wyatt's impression. Um, yeah. I'm okay. So uh, the Michael stuff's out of the bag, which is great. We could talk about that. Yeah. I'm very pleased about that. Um, so last episode, uh, I cut a thing where we talked about a painting that is on the wall um in the green room uh when zach is talking about dean's destiny uh and it is specifically a painting of michael um what was the name of that painting one second uh saint michelle terrasson le dragon right Thank <laughs> sorry you. for the french pronunciation <laughs> it's fine it's whatever um so yeah that's cute and also back ages ago in season two in houses of the holy um <gasps> It was there it was unintentional, but there was also a painting of Michael in that episode, uh, which is where I learned this from because uh, I've known this the whole time or from that episode because I happened to see it in the trivia section of that episode. Yeah, because in that episode, Sam points towards that painting, but it looks like he's pointing yeah. at Dean and he goes, Father, that's Michael, right? Yeah, yeah. that sure is. That's, yeah, so that's Michael, which is a great like they did not do that. That was not. Yeah, intentional but it's very not even supposed to be in the show yeah at that point it's great it's why it was giving us the brain worms yeah well on top of all the like i i re-listened to a little bit of that episode uh on top of all the cast stuff about angels also which is very good in uh -huh. hindsight um anyway uh yeah, the sword's a metaphor. Um, I'm slightly sad there's not a real magic sword quest, but that's okay. There is a we'll magic, have a magic sword quest episode. another time. It's okay. Okay. I figured yeah. there probably would be. Um, but yeah, I'm sort of curious about this because maybe it's because Michael's special, but I got the vibe that while the person who is the vessel, like it is important, like we learned this in the in the Jimmy episode in Rapture, it, it seemed to me like it was more that certain people had the capability of being a vessel and there weren't like chosen vessels but okay. i guess nick is also lucifer's so, chosen vessel i like so parting curtain a little bit archangels specifically mm, have okay. chosen vessels there are ones like that can bloodlines suffice. for their vessels yeah so that throughout um, time they have had 
a chosen vessel. Yeah. Uh, what happens if the a bloodline kid, dies out? They don't get I do guess that. That's, okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's fate. Um. So, like, Dean is the Michael vessel. We Wait. will find... Yes? Him and Sam are brothers. They have the same blood. <laughs> Congratulations. The show is stupid. <laughs> it's a okay. surprise tool that will help us later. I mean, I guess I could see the demon blood, like, at birth, like, corrupting him to the point where it wouldn't work anymore. I guess that makes sense. I'll accept that if that's the answer. We'll find out. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, stay, yeah. stay tuned for the rest of season five. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so Dean is Michael's vessel. However, there are, there's like tiers of Archangel vessels. Mm. There's like the vessel. I see. And then there are some that will suffice, but not as well. We will find this out okay. in season five, which is why I'm talking about it now. I just, I'm not going to say specifically what are. Yeah. I appreciate um, this context. As far as regular angels go, or, like, not archangels, I don't know exactly how it shakes down between, like, the different hierarchies of angels. There are specific vessels, like, we see that with Cass and Jimmy and Claire, like, that is, in a way, fated to be their vessel. Like, they're, they're mm -hmm. compatible. It's like Venom. God damn it. It's like, it's like symbiotes. <laughs> um, but... If push came to shove, Cass could feasibly inhabit any willing vessel because right. he's he's not an archangel. At least temporarily, I think. Yeah. Archangel archangels that inhabit vessels that are not theirs, uh <laughs> bad things happen. Yeah, it would make sense to me if like um it causes it like it, it like burns through the person. Like <laughs> you can you can hold an angel in your head, but not for long if you're not compatible exactly yeah yep. it's good we're gonna get to see some of it yep cool <laughs> so that's that um what was i gonna say oh yeah i guess also like i guess jimmy's not i guess if he got brought back to life i don't know because i get i don't know so how the, Cass, i don't know how it works Cass got brought back to life yeah we're not did jimmy sure get brought, okay jimmy is there yeah okay because i wasn't sure if it was an anna situation where Cass just likes this form and so was like you know got it back um so yeah, I maybe rip to Jimmy, maybe not. Well, I guess we'll find out. We will. I don't. I don't know when. I think this is when he dies, kind of but I'm not sure. It's either. It's like, either I, I don't now think we're at the end of the season. I mean, he died. The question is whether he got brought back alongside Cass. Yes. Yeah. Um. Oh wait. Okay. I do know the answer actually, but I'll hold off on it. Okay. DM me. I want to know. Um, I think those are my only major, like, broad notes before just, like, talking about this episode in general. My first note is THUNDER! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good, like I said, it's a good recap. Yeah, it's really fun AMV. Go watch this, uh, yeah. recap. The next episode also shout has outs, a really good to, AMV recap. Shoutouts to whoever, uh, gets to edit the recaps and being able to just officially make your own AMVs for money. So true. My first note after the recap is they rose Tyler and my boys because of the <sighs> way that they're like standing in front of those doors where like light is burning through them. Oh my god. Yeah. A little bit of a deep cut. Which episode is that? Um, one, two, ends of the world, I think. Yeah, not for me. That I know what you're talking about, but yeah, for <laughs> go watch season one of Doctor Who, two thousand five. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Then there's like this while they're like 
you know, being blinded by the light, there's also like this high pitched noise that also kind of sounds like a growl. It's really yeah. good. It's it's Lucifer's true voice. It slaps. It's yeah. So it's cool. like a spooky. It's like an angel voice, but spookier. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's got the high pitched ringing yeah. like we saw in, in in the last episode and in Lazarus Rising because he's an angel. He's just, yeah. Yeah, he's an angel, but he he's angry about it. It's Smooth. it's really good. Uh huh. It's really great. It slaps. It slaps really hard. Yeah. This this scene in general is very cool. I mean, it's not like the effects aren't too hard to do because you just have to like shake things around and like do a really big white light. But like they do it well, like they they communicate the um the the powerful nature of like what has just been unleashed quite well. Mm-hmm. And then cut to <laughs> the devil on <laughs> cartoon devil. It's so good. It's yeah, really good. that's where my notes go. Huh? Because I forgot what <laughs> happened. Uh huh. <laughs> we don't get any reaction of Dean being on a plane, which is disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Well, they to be he fair, he did just escape getting like eviscerated. That's by the true. Devil. It's 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 less. Yeah, it's he's busy being fish. confused. It's fine. I'm just a little bit disappointed because he's having Especially such a bad when day. The plane goes <laughs> woo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When it starts to drop, which I thought that plane was gonna crash. Like, yeah, it's, but then it's the such next a shot, weird cut. It's very weird. Like I get, like no, I don't get it. I I guess they put them in the plane because they wanted to show the aerial shot because the aerial shot was cool, but that was like the only reason to put them in a plane. Yeah. Like I don't know why Rather God than, like, slash whoever did this didn't just, just put them on the ground. Yeah. Scoop held them up by the scruff of their neck like kittens. <laughs> Pulled them into imagine the sky. If, imagine if God had like put them on the plane and then the plane crashed, they died. <laughs> <Fuck. laughs> like ah oh, crap. I mean, we shouldn't have put them up on a dangerous. So we're I think that I should dangerous. have like put them by the beach. Who could have seen that coming? <laughs> well, I guess if it was God, then he would theoretically know that the plane wouldn't crash. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's anyway, it happens for a reason. Yeah, and then we get a new title card. We do get a new yeah, title card. Yeah, it's 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 bloody. got like it's blood. Cool. It's got like blood and water theme of like vibes, which is cool. I like it. It's cool. Then they're listening to the radio. Um, this is this is just what it's like. So so they were in yeah, this like yeah. weird little convent, right? This abandoned place, uh, and so the radio announcer is talking about how it blew up, and they say it's unlikely it would be a target for terrorists, either foreign or homegrown, which was interesting because I feel like homegrown yeah. terrorists are usually not labeled terrorists. Uh huh. Go off, Mister Kripke, I guess. <laughs> um, and then they keep changing the station and it just keeps talking about yeah. different like bad shit that's happening which is like um, is just true in general like it's fun yeah like, that's it just makes what sense. listening like, to the news is like yeah they're doing it in terms of like oh no the world end the world's ending look at all these bad things that are happening it's like yeah that's just true like i don't know maybe the world's ending i guess it yeah no it's literally like okay this church blew up they changed the channel there was like a hurricane and tornadoes they changed the channel there's an outbreak of like I think swine flu, swine flu. Swine flu. Uh, series of tremors, but that was actually really then, like, funny because they Korea. they're like switching through the channels pretty quickly, so you just get like a snippet of words yeah. here and there. Um, was... So you just get like swine flu in like that radio announcer voice, yeah. and then they shut it off. <laughs> I was literally, I was literally at the gym, and you know how gyms have the TVs that show the news. It was literally like uh, monkeypox outbreak, buffalo shooting, fucking abortion bans, like. Yeah. Right next to each other, and I'm like, yep. oh, okay, okay, yep. cool. Yeah, it do be hit a little bit different in 2022. Maybe it was always like that, but... It's... Uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. After they turn off the radio, 
Um, Dean's like, how do we end up on that plane? And Sam's like, oh. And Dean goes, well, whatever. It's the least of our worries. We need to find Cass. He's got his priorities straight. Yeah. So oh, true. I should point not out, he does, not, he does not say, how do we end up on that plane? He says, how do we end up on Soul Plane, which is a Kripkeism. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so they show up at Chuck's house, and Sam gets whacked in the head, and he can't swear he's not allowed to, so he goes, geez, ow. Yeah, it's really funny. It's so funny. <laughs> Ghostface's respect. He just went, what um, the fuck, bro? And it's it with was... a plunger. Chuck hits him with a plunger. Yeah, it's really funny. It is um, really funny. Rip to Chuck's house. It's, like, really beat up. Like, they uh -huh, very yeah. much sold that there was, like, an Archangel explosion in here. His, like, shit's everywhere. Everything's there's broken. There's, like, a lot. There's cast blood all over the place. Yeah, there's cast blood everywhere. Uh, there's a good, like, lingering on, like, one of the Supernatural books that is, like, hanging open on like the leg of a chair that's like landed perfectly um chuck starts telling sam about like the statistics of his going demon uh where he's like yeah your body temperature was really high yeah. your heart it was really high your eyes were black and dean goes your eyes went black and sam goes i didn't know which like first of all how would he know they're his eyes yeah, he can't his see eyes. them he can't see his own eyes i mean i don't but know also, maybe it would yeah, feel like it's, it's really like sad something. that he didn't have any idea how far yeah. he had gone Ugh. and so then uh chuck tells them about how Cass exploded and dean takes like it a water bad. balloon of chunky soup yeah thanks that was that. his friend that was his friend <laughs> it's so this sad this is the like... first time that dean has to grieve Cass. so yeah tasty yeah when when he says like I learned it from my friend Cass like slightly later, it is very much in a yeah. like this person isn't around anymore, like fuck you for indirectly resulting in his death. Also, like I just I just love how in the last episode Dean was like fuck you dude, and then Cass did like one thing. Yeah, to, like, it was a pretty him. big like, thing. It was a it pretty is a big, big thing. thing. I mean, yeah, like he yeah, did he... face off an archangel. Yeah, but now he's like that's my friend. Also That's noteworthy my that Dean can't express things like that until after people are gone. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, I can also frame. see him being like, you know, once that person's gone and he has to, like, fix the, hit their relationship into his head because it's over now because he's dead, he, he can, like, sum it all up and be like, yeah, that was my friend, which is sad. That was his mm -hmm. friend. Uh, and so, Dean's... so, um... Chuck finds a tooth in his hair, and Dean goes, yeah. Cassie, you stupid bastard, and yeah. Sam says, stupid, he was trying to help us, and Dean says, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, mm. he thinks it's stupid to try to help them. Yeah. But mostly he's doing the, you know, the anger part of grief. Yeah. That's Dean Winchester for you. Actually, he goes to, like, textbook, because he's like, no, maybe he just vanished into the light or something. Yep. And then he calls him a stupid bastard. Uh, what's next, bargaining? Well. Chuck's like, nah, man, he, he exploded. <laughs> He's like, do you see my house? Do you see this blood? <laughs> you like, see this, this like a water Jimmy balloon tooth in my hair? Soup. Then Zach shows up and is a like real um, uh, hedging asshole in terms of like he says, uh, uh, what's the specific line? Let's just say it was all our faults. Yeah. Oh, he's like, let's not quibble over who started what, and uh, maybe we let it happen. We didn't start anything. You had a chance to stop your brother, and you couldn't. Like he knew it was gonna happen. He's like an asshole. He's also he's like huge, we're back on like, the same team again. Businessman vibes here again. Yeah, he, like, he uses the word synergy. synergy. Yeah, it's <laughs> great. I love Zach more and more every time he's on screen. Yeah, he's a really good villain. He's fun. Yep. Well, he's okay, maybe not villain, antagonist for sure. Yeah. 
I mean, he is trying I, to end the world. He, did, he is trying to end the world. <laughs> That's pretty, pretty uh, nefarious and villainous thing to do. Uh, this is, like, officially the Dean show now because there's a shot yeah. where, like, I can't remember exactly which spot it is, but I think it's maybe just this conversation. At some point, um, like, Zach and the boys are talking, which in theory should include Sam, but there's a shot where it's, like, literally just Dean in, like, high definition and Sam literally blurry behind him. Sam and his wife are blurry for blurry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, when, when Zach disappears, Wait, Chuck before just goes, this wait, sucks ass. Oh, yes. Yeah, it does suck ass. You're right, Chuck. Um, before he disappears, though, he goes, you listen to me, boy. PS5 vibes. <laughs> well, he says, I mean, as part of that, he says, you think you can rebel against us as Lucifer did, which I, I like and is good mm-hmm. of, like, using, you know, uh, reducing this to, like, the binary thing of, like, you're with us or against us, like, the person we're fighting rebelled against us, and so you're on his side if you do that too. So, so did chaos. Yeah, and yeah, Dean does the sick move where he yanks the sliding door open and banishes them, and it rules. I really like it. Learn that from mm-hmm. my friend Cass, son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, yeah, we we end the scene on Chuck going, "This sucks ass." Like Ash said, it's it's good. Ash said it's good. Uh huh. It is Armageddon. Yep. It does suck ass. I like this, um, in this next scene, this, like, awkward moment, because, like, Sam learned how to, like, uh, make demons and angels not see them, but from Ruby. Um, mm-hmm. and Dean's, Dean's like, how did you learn that? And it's, like, this awkward moment between them that reminds them of, like, w- what's happened between them and, like, I mean, this the conversation. just happened, too. Yeah. Like, this is fresh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is, like, maybe the next day. Yeah. Well, I guess it is the next day because that was at night and this is day. But still, like this is not even twenty four hours later, probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which Sammy, my beloved. Mm-hmm. And then so Dean goes, um, "How are you doing?" Which I thought was really sweet until he followed that up with, "Are you jonesing for another hit of bitch blood or what?" Uh-huh. I hated that. Kripke. That's a, that's a great Kripkeism. <laughs> yeah. This scene is interesting because, like, this is not how Dean really feels. Like, we learn how he feels at the end of uh, this episode, at the end of next episode. Um, And it's him, like, he's trying in this scene to, like, sweep things under the rug. Um, And that is, like, literally what he's doing. And that, like, it's still there and he can't hide it for long before it starts to smell. uh, Which is, there's really good tension. Nice chapter. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's sad. Yeah, like, Sam is. He wants to try. He's kind of trying to it. apologize, but he knows that he can't possibly apologize enough. And meanwhile, yeah. Dean is like, please stop trying to apologize because it's yeah. just like, it's it frustrating him. It's it's literally irritating in the way that like you can irritate a wound. Yeah. He just doesn't <laughs> want to think about it, but he can't not think about it. Dean is like, let me repress in peace, no. please. Sucks when one of you wakes up the devil. Uh-huh. Yeah. And speaking of, next up is Nick. Yep. Hi, Nick. I this is some you. good horror directing here. Um, it's pretty spooky. The, it's very uh, dark, so I can't see much. But yeah. it's, other than that. Him, like, waking up covered in blood. <laughs> we've all been there. Yeah, we've all been there. And then, like, his wife. Poor guy. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know I don't know Nick very well as a person, but I feel like he deserved better. <laughs> yeah. He gives, me, he gives me by-wife energy. I think he's a <laughs> wife guy. 
He gives me this is this is a dark thing to say. He gives me like big like uh one bad day away from drinking himself to death vibes. No, you're absolutely <laughs> like the, correct. the the actor does a good job playing like the saddest man. Yeah, this man has been through a lot. He's very tired. I think it's part of the fact that like I don't know, his house is so dark. Like I think the darkness works in terms yeah. of like you yeah, feel he's just, like he's it, just wandering it's, um, around his house without turning on any yeah. lights. It's the it's the uh -huh. pathetic fallacy. His surroundings mirror his internal state in a way that like lets us get a glimpse into it, uh, despite the fact that we don't get a lot from him before he accepts Lucifer's bargain. The conversation he has with Lucifer later is really funny though. Yeah. I yeah, we'll talk. It. It's great. I love that conversation. I'm excited to talk about it. Uh -huh. Um, well, you know what we have to talk about now? <laughs> no. It's Becky time. It's Becky time! <sighs> I have some fun trivia about this actress. <sighs> but I'll do that, save that for later. It's a surprise tool. So here, here we have the official acknowledgement, uh, like, even more so of, like, the, the, um, what's the, what's the Chuck episode? Oh, Monster at the End of This Book. Like, they, they, like, nod toward it, but... Now there's a character in the show who is a is a Winsaw shipper. Yep. Not only do they know their brothers, yeah, which this is a particular character is an answer a for last time fandom. about like yes, they're brothers in the books. That's true. <sighs> yes. Yeah. Love over like yes, Are it's you... time to talk about Becky, and then we just sit here in silence. No, for solid no 10 one seconds. wants to. I mean, y'all are the. Y'all are the fandom people. I hate, like I'm I gonna hate let her. you lead this conversation. I don't. Okay. Want to. If you would believe it or not, Becky's character gets worse. Great. Yeah. I. I That's know all I could say on the matter. About, really. I think in later, whatever. And she also Literally sticks around like oh, for way longer yeah. than you would expect her to. Yeah. 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 I think they try and like give her a little bit of good. Like before the end. When we have to talk about atomic monsters, but... it's all over. <sighs> Fucking I <sighs> Okay. We've all heard this rant from me before, but let me just reiterate. If you're going to make a character that is a representation of your fandom, don't be a dick about it. It's it's that easy. Yeah. Like she is such a she is such a stereotype of what people who are not in fandoms who are normal about media <laughs> like what they think that people who uh, are in fandom are like which like granted in what was this 2010 like yeah wincest was a thing it was a really popular thing because up until literally a season ago there was no other man in the show to ship dean with that doesn't make it okay by the way yes uh you could just not ship but uh and like the way that you know, she's writing fan fiction. She has a her her online forum name is <laughs> Sam Licker eighty one. Yeah, which she's 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 the web funny, but only Hold on. she's the web mistress at morethanbrothers.net. dot uh, net. Yeah, yeah. My notes for this yeah, scene are no go good. no ew yuck. <laughs> I'm quoting. Yeah, no, it's bad. It's just bad after bad after bad after bad. And when Chuck shows up and tells her, like, you, you need to get a message to Sam and Dean, and she's like, okay, I know the difference between fiction and reality, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then he says, no, it's all real. And she goes, I knew, I knew it. it. Yeah. Like, Immediately. It's... It is funny. It's, it's so... just like, why are you punching down? 
Yeah, it's punching down. Well, like, it's also, like, deeply misogynistic in terms of, like, the direction yes. that has been given to this actress. She is playing very, like, manic in a way that's, like, hard to describe, but has, like, such a vibe to it of, like, oh, you, like, this is, this is, you've either had, like, a bad experience with a fan and, like, that is coloring your entire perception of, like, mm -hmm. the way fans act uh, and is also just, like, the image of like female nerd in a way that is like yes, yes. sexist and bad it is it is very much like it is the worst caricature of a woman in fandom and like inherent in all of these caricatures is ableism um because you can't like make a joke about a character who is like quote unquote too into a thing without offhandedly making fun of people with ADHD and autism and people who have like special interests or people who use fiction to cope or like it's just it's just, it just looked bad you just look like a dickhead um and then making this character like literally so disturbing it's 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 not fun it's it it's it's just it's we all know that this is a thing I'm sensitive about but um it's it just it never, it doesn't, I'm sure it hits with, like, people who are, quote, fans of Supernatural who are not in the fandom. Of, like, oh, haha, ha, these people if are If you so have a superiority stupid. complex about fandom, this is, like, the ideal character for you. Exactly. It, but it's just She's stupid. a fan in the sense like, of fanatic. It was, yeah. It was, it was pretty par for the show in 2010 fandom, uh, pretty much up until, like, 2014. I say this as a former Homestuck who is listening to Homestuck Made This World finally. Yeah. Like, this is this is what fandom was like. There were two camps. There were, like, the normal people, quote-unquote, and the not-normal people. Um, and the but line, it, just, it just leaves a bad taste. The line the between that is is less delineated than you might think. Yes. Watching like... the Something Awful Thor forum turn into a role-play forum in real time changed my fucking I, I life. Would, I, would, I would highly recommend... If you guys like this podcast and... I would highly recommend listening to a much better podcast, Homestuck Made This World. <laughs> in terms of yeah, like, if you want to know about Homestuck, but you don't want to know about Homestuck, listen to well, that. Well, it's just like the amount of research that they've done. Like, we don't have time to like read forum threads from 2010 about this show. Like, it would be fun, fun to do, but also a nightmare, and none of us have time for that. Yeah, the man's writing a book, but it's a it's a very good. It's a I learned a lot about like aughts and early 2010s fan spaces and media culture because i was not self-aware enough to be like in that space or be aware of it but it it, it learned it it's interesting how like the difference between like x-files lost and supernatural yeah like and the the line that you can draw between them in media culture yeah. anyway and on that note i've I think I mentioned this last week. I've been reading um, Textual Poachers by Henry Jenkins, and it's yeah. really good. And it was written, it was published at least, in 1992. So it's an analysis of, like, fandom and fandom culture and fan spaces and um, fan practice, like fanfic and fan uh, art and AMVs and all that kind of thing, but from 1992. So it's very focused on, like, mm -hmm. Star Trek and some Doctor Who and a bunch of shows that I've never heard of. Uh, but yeah, it, it was like really fascinating to see how much has like continued, like so much of it yeah. is recognizable. And for Becky specifically, I want to point to page uh, 15 where 
it's talking about this specific like particular image of the fan as like an exaggerated uh, fanatic. Uh, it also, of course, talks about like examples of that like misery, which I think this episode draws on when Becky's like, "Oh, I'm your number one fan," and he's like, Chuck is very uncomfortable with that because mm-hmm. he's. Oh, he he actually mentioned misery, right? In uh, yes, in, 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 yeah, in, yeah, in so this yeah. uh, textual poetry does the same thing makes the same reference um and on page 15 it says significantly if the comic fan and the psychotic fan are usually portrayed as masculine although frequently as degendered asexual or impotent not asexual in the queer sense um asexual as in desexualized um the eroticized fan is almost always female the shrieking woman on the cover of this particular book that i don't know um the feminine side of fandom is manifested in the images of screaming teenage girls who try to tear the clothes off the beetles or who faint at the touch of one of elvis's sweat drenched scarves or the groupie servicing the stars backstage after the concert in rock commentaries and porn videos not only are these women unable to maintain critical distance from the image they want to take it inside themselves to obtain total intimacy with it yet these representations actually i'm going to drop that line um so this idea of like the the female fan is often engaging with the content in a sexual way and so that specific Mm -hmm. examples brought here are for like real people um and you know teenage girl crushes uh also very dated which is funny yeah it's like yeah the Beatles and elvis that's what we're dealing with here but like becky specifically is like writing porn about the characters and Uh like later on will like like touches sam without his consent even after he asks her to stop yeah yes that gets worse grimacing great grimacing i'm trying to figure out if there's an Uh, age for becky she read as like mid-20s to me yeah yeah that's what i think she's probably like 24 or 25 um but yeah i mean that's also the thing is like we don't get anything about like her or who she is like this is partly the thing is like this is uh, characters like this their fandom is often often makes up the entirety of like their life and who they are like we don't know anything else about her like that she is the epitome of a one-dimensional character i hate to compliment stephen moffat just in general ever. <laughs> um but that the like you know it's bad when stephen moffat did something better than you and osgood eventually she did in fact get more three-dimensional and became more than uh just a fangirl um, she did get, like, actual character. Good point. I think and Becky then... and Osgood are best friends. They go to conventions together. <laughs> so true. Um, but, like, I <laughs> Them and those people from the, the season three opening of Sherlock. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Fucking. See, Stephen Moffat may have done Osgood. Check your uh, Super Hulak bingo cards, everyone. But, anyway. We all know Ash's opinion yeah. on this. I am deeply, deeply, deeply resentful. Anyway. Anyway, that's um, Becky. Yeah, it sucks, and that's I hate her it. intro scene. And so then we get back to the boys. Thank God. Actually, wait. Sorry, sorry. sorry. I have okay. one more thing. I have icing on this cake. I forgot I was going to mention. There's no point to any of this. It's this character true. was introduced for no reason because Chuck doesn't need to be careful because the angels know everything that he sees. Like we learn this literally like 50 minutes later. Yeah, well, he There's thought not he was even being a plot. careful because yeah. he thought that the message was, like, divine, but not necessarily sent from the angels. He thought this was, like, yes. independent of them, and therefore would be safe to be able to sneak around them, but uh, that's not even true, so... Or at least yeah. this particular vision, that's not true. Like, I guess the point is that this is how we learn that the angels, are like, know what the messages are, but it's like, 
they they did this character like barely even needed to be here eric kripke just yeah. wanted to introduce a a, a fandom it's joke an excuse character. for that for like yeah this scene is a joke and exists yeah. solely for that um and it's like it sucks too because they could have leaned more into the meta angle here in a way that's like interesting in terms of like what do you do when you're the fan of something and you re you like learn that it's real like how do you reconcile with that uh like suddenly you're like oh wait monsters are real in a way that is like different from the way every other character has been like monsters are real because like you already know all the rules like there's a there that could be really interesting so we have things like um, that but with male fans of supernatural of, co of course of course we do of yes. course because becky's reaction is oh my god i want to have sex with sam yeah, yeah. well <sighs> anyway wins for misogyny so then we get the boys watching tv uh somebody we don't i don't think we see who it is but uh, somebody says, how do you explain all these natural disasters at the same time? And some, the other person goes, two words, carbon emissions. And Dean goes, which, yeah, right? What the fuck? What's happening here? Wild, like, Are we cryptic? climate what? change truthing? Are, what, what's it? Yeah, what, what, what is going on? Like, I guess, like, earthquake, yeah, carbon emissions, that earthquakes have nothing to do with that. Except for, I mean, fracking. But, you know, that's not, that wasn't as much of a thing at the time, I don't think. Um, Only in It's Iraq. just such a weird take to make. He just takes the opportunity it's to so dunk on environmentalists. So it's, like, hello? It's, 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 it's extremely bizarre. It is a weird take for sure. Like, and like that does, that isn't in general, the like thesis of the show, you know, like I, I haven't gotten a like anti-environmentalist or like anti-climate change, like vibe from the show at all. I think the point is that well, like Kripke thinks Dean would be anti-environmentalist because of his defiantly on PC car. I guess, but the thing is, is yes, it's exactly. true. I was gonna bring up you, Paula. Like, like in this in this particular case, it's not global warming that's causing the end of the world. It's a devil. Yeah, which complicates things. Yeah, which yeah. like the the character who is like, if that's a joke about like Dean not believing in like climate change, the thing is, is he's right. Like the show is validates well, that right. viewpoint. He has to be. Yeah. Yeah. I it's like I don't know. It it probably they did not think as hard as we're thinking right now about this joke, but it is just like a thing that stuck with me is weird. Cause it's uh -huh. weird. It is super. Anyway, good. Becky continues. Uh, like I said, she touches Sam without consent. <sighs> she. For some reason, this? she knows their last name, even though it's not in the books. So mm. I guess Chuck told it to her, which is fine. Yeah. Like it's technically yeah. a continuity error, but it's easily explainable, so it's fine. There's, there's one good joke in this scene. And that's the, um, she says he's being watched, angels. Nice change up to the mythology, by the way. The demon stuff is getting kind of old. That's the sort of fandom joke I'm okay with. I thought that was funny. Yes, like, yeah. it's funny for a character to, like, joke about the mythology, about, like, the actual real world in these characters' lives. Yeah, or, like, in the monster at the end of this book, like, oh, for fans, they sure do complain a lot, you know, well, fuck you. Yeah, it's like, whatever. they live this. I lived it. Like, that's the kind of, that's the kind of fandom joke. It's I also the writers, like, poking meta. fun at themselves, in a way. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah we, know, we know the, the demon stuff is getting a little old. Yeah, and we, dis we discussed this yeah. when we talked yeah. about the monster at the end of yeah, this Yeah, so book. we don't have to go into detail. I just, I thought yeah. that joke was funny. That's my only compliment it for this funny. otherwise terrible scene. Yes. Like, I don't even want to say anything else about it. Like, Becky sucks. We've talked about her. Let's move on. It's terrible. It's terrible. Okay. Bobby! Uh, a breath Bobby. of fresh air. My baby. I, I love him. Okay, That's sorry. Wait, we have one more Becky thing to say, which which okay. this is also, like, framing around um, 
the way uh like assault towards men is often ignored uh because like yeah again she was like touching him without his consent uh and bobby says bobby calls him romeo for that it's like oh you have this woman who wants you clearly that's a a good thing because that's aspirational for a man to to like have uh-huh. Yeah. Also, yeah, Becky, like, as part of her introduction, she's like, oh, yeah, I know you guys. I've even written a few and, like, cuts herself yes. off there because she yeah. realizes she was about to admit to writing porn of them fucking yes. each other. Like, it's it's so bad. She's, like, uh-huh. giggling. She's like, anyway. That's not an anyway. Yeah. Go to prison. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Those are real not, people it's now. Not it's not even all. funny. <laughs> you can you can easily tell where this uh this is a podcast stands on our <sighs> yeah don't write it it's gross and weird <laughs> yep don't be weird i mean i guess like i don't know i'm an anarchist you can do whatever you want but i'm gonna judge you for it <laughs> exactly it's your yeah. right to create whatever you want and it's my right to block you for it um yeah. anyway michael uh <laughs> dean says he looks like kate blanchett when he was looking at the yeah exactly at the paintings, bobby goes which... toughest son of a bitch they got and dean goes are you kidding me tough that guy looks like kate blanchett which Okay, so you can't be tough and feminine. I see how it is, yeah. Dean. Interesting well, from that's... Delicate Features for a Hunter. Uh-huh. Which we haven't that's heard true. yet as a line, but it's coming. Um, speaking, Actually, speaking of f- famous lines, uh, I was excited when we got to the one at the end of this episode. We'll talk about that later. Uh, I was like, oh, that's where that's from. Um, but yeah, it's silly. Uh, <laughs> diversi- well, diversity it's pro- diversity it's... win. The angel leading the host. Who's GNCAF? Is, is GNCAF. <laughs> Yeah. Also, Dean, you've seen Renaissance paintings. All the angels look like yeah. Kate Blanchett. Yeah, but Dean Everybody is used like to cast. I want him to see a painting of Cass who, Not. like, it looks like this. I think that would be funny. He's got big anime eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and beautiful curls. Um, uh-huh. I, I think it's funny that Bobby says, I wouldn't want to meet him in a dark alley, because this isn't Bobby, this is the devil, like, in him. Yeah, oh, that is pretty really funny. funny. Like whenever, whenever there, whenever a character is revealed to be a devil all along, I like go back over their dialogue like in detail to be like, how much sense does this make? And it makes sense, a lot of sense in this scene. Um, of as as we all know, demons are messy bitches, and so uh, <laughs> he he is real mean to Sam here, and it's sad, but yeah, it wasn't Bobby, which it was I knew immediately wasn't Bobby because Bobby yeah, would that's, never literally hashtag good, not like, my Bobby. It, yeah, it's very like, wow, this character is being super out of character here. Either the writing is bad or something's up. And, exactly. Yeah, I was I like, it's not out of up. character for Kripke to do a bad job, so maybe. But I don't <laughs> think this is Bobby. I don't know. I feel like as as much as as much shit as we give to Kripke, I feel like he has a pretty clear understanding of like at the very least the male characters. Yeah. Yes. He can write his guys. We're just gonna squint at him while he does. Meow meows. And then yeah, the the. Demon continues. Demon Bobby continues to talk and be like, "Maybe your dad was right." And it's like, um, also, you, Dean was up. like trying to stop Sam from telling him. Yeah, yeah. When Sam continues talking, he, Dean just goes quiet and like starts side eyeing Bobby to see how he's taking it. Ugh. <sighs> yeah, but but yeah, like I said in the synopsis, <laughs> Sam, Sam's like, "Uh, man, I'm just gonna go read some books in a church." Bye. <laughs> like leaves yeah. he wants to like be this... helpful but he doesn't want to be yeah. here yeah anyway yeah D- demon bobby happens um uh it's so good i love when a character is able to like break through their control or possession at the last minute to uh-huh. do like one big heroic thing i like cheered with when... like it's it's 
it's I cheered but also panicked when he stabbed himself because if Bobby died here I would have been very upset but also it's such a cool thing to do yeah it, it's uh -huh. it's uh you know so it's like real Bobby. it's real storytelling 101 in terms of like it's pure like emotional manipulation not in the bad way of like whatever that's what stories do but in the way of like yes it's always cool when a character does this it's like easy to write happening but uh it still uh -huh. rocks I love it mission status sick. yeah and Meg's back. Hi, Meg. Meg, Meg is back. back and Hi, immediately Meg. reintroduces herself by continuing to commit assault. Yep. Yeah. Yep. What was even, like, I don't even. Well, it didn't like, do aside anything. Aside from the fact that it's Eric Kripke. I know. Like, she wasn't yeah, doing like, it to get in his head or anything. Him, she just wanted to kiss Dean for no reason because he's cute, I guess. Like, what? It's, it's it weird. Was it's bad. She calls Bobby a surrogate daddy, which is true. It's true. This is dad, you guys. I feel like I feel like Dean should have known that something was up with Bobby the minute he started agreeing with John. Yeah, that's when I was that's when I wrote in my notes that this is definitely not Bobby. <laughs> that exact yeah. moment. Bobby would die yeah. before he agreed with John, no matter how mad he is at you Sam. Know, he's in a place. <laughs> he's like I, maybe I can... maybe uh, I never would have guessed that your daddy was right, and Dean's like, what? I this is maybe yeah. why the demon like attacked him here at the very least because it's like. You know, he's not going to believe me. This facade isn't going to work for much longer. I've, like, got him alone. I've, I've like, yeah. got the information. I can beat him, beat him up and try to kill him now. Uh, um, no, because he has to figure out where the sword is supposed to be. No, that's what... No, he attacks him after he learns this. Right. But as soon as he learns it, I don't think it's like, oh, okay, well... It's right, so but he could have... He could have pretended to be Bobby for longer, is what I mean. Like, they could have yeah, gone... Yeah, he didn't need to. He got his goal. Right. Regardless. Yeah. Um... There's something really stupid here. As much as this cool Bobby moment is cool, the boys don't even need to go around killing people, killing the hosts, if you can just stab them non-lethally. That's what I was thinking. It's very dumb. I guess, like, then they'd have to deal with people being like, hey, this guy stabbed me and I survived so I can do something about it. Yeah, but the, you can like, do hello, that instead of not, not killing someone. Yeah. There's humans in there. Sorry, this person's inconvenient to you. Yeah. I think it would probably be better to be known as a serial stabber than a serial killer. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I am never, I am never going to drop how annoying it is that the show was like, "There's people in there," and then just completely, eh, they don't even completely give it it's up only, because next episode they talk about convenient. it. It's only there when it's like the theme they want to hit. I hate it. It's yeah. so annoying to me. It's so the epitome of like nothing matters but our special boys, except for uh -huh. and like the the fact that they're killing people only matters when it matters to our special boys and when we want to talk about it. It's it's a complete yeah. like lack of concern for anyone who is important to the plot, and I hate it. Yeah, um, I have a couple more notes for this Meg scene that I skipped over. Um, she says that he has a pretty pretty face. So true, but also mm -hmm. so Meg true. to feminize them as a way of uh, insulting mm -hmm. them. Meg's back. Yeah. She says among us. <laughs> she does. She says our father's among us. You know, that's like a thing I saw that Lucifer people say. I know, I saw, but I saw a, a fairly short video of Willem Dafoe saying among us, and, and then I watched this episode, and I was like, oh my god. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she also says we're all dreaming again for the first time since we were human it's heaven on earth or hell which yeah. is a very cool line the first uh -huh. part especially um, it's wild demons don't sleep so when do they dream mm. you can daydream I guess. <laughs> anyway fight scene the, the, 
Um, if this is a bad fight scene, I think. Like, I no. couldn't see I mean, yeah. shit. It's like, I don't know if it's bad directing or bad choreography or both. But the fight scenes like, in the show aren't good. I don't like, care about fight handshake. scenes. This was a bad one. Yeah. Handshake, Supernatural, and Buffy. Um, <laughs> the thing is, is fight scenes are never good unless it's a, like, specifically martial arts film or is animated. Because you can't, it's like, uh-huh. um, if an actor doesn't know how to fight, it's like, you can't film a good fight scene. <laughs> Yeah, a, a fight choreographer can only do yeah. so much. So, like, like Buffy, a lot of the fighting in the show is, like, A, perfunctory, and B, like, exists more to show, like, the, like, emotions of things happening, or, like, to to move things forward um, in a way that's like, yeah, sure, I guess they got a fight here. It's semi-competent, I guess, whatever. Um, it is wild that Dean just, like, yanks that knife at a Bobby's stomach. Yeah. That can't have been good for him in terms of uh, bleeding, <laughs> yeah, in terms it's of like, blood loss. It's not even just serrated. It's got, like, chunks yeah. in it. Like, like I get that, he, I get that he has to do it, but, like, ow. Ow. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, while Dean is, like, pleading with Bobby, uh, made me think of back in the season one finale when Jod was possessed by Azazel. Um, yeah. I was like, Dad, please don't let it hurt me. Yeah. 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 He was literally, he was flinching so big and, like, mm. Yeah. Dean Winchester will get attacked by demons possessing his dads. It's true. So true. Um, then we get another little horror vignette with Nick. Uh, he, like, hears his, like, baby, his, like, dead child crying through the baby monitor and, like, goes to the crib and, like, it's covered in blood. Uh, it's pretty good. And then we, like, zoom out and see him, like, weeping next to it and the blood is gone. So we know it's, like, a hallucination being given to him. Poor Nick. Yeah. Also, the scene is, like, almost completely uh-huh. gray because it's... Like, yeah. it's in the dark, so our vision is bad for colors when it's in the dark. Uh, and it's, like, very grayscale for Nick's scenes. Yeah. And we see Bobby in the hospital, and he has no hat, so he is naked. Oh, yeah, his he hat's gone. Naked. He needs that. Yeah. It's so sad that I they're, see the like... top of Bobby's little head, and I'm like... Do you wish it's hell for him to always be covering his head? They gotta go. Like, they can't answer the questions. They, they like, can't stay here. They gotta go to the demons. But Sam's like, we can't just leave him. That's our dad. Yeah. Uh-huh. Also, the nurse who wants to question them is black. Yeah. Why do I have a Star of David here? <laughs> oh, because in the, the, one in the, in the, in the lockup, lockup, there's a, another, like, Devil's Trap type sigil on the floor. Mm, yeah. And it has, well, it has like, same, random yeah, Hebrew letters. This is the same lockup as last time. It's the same devil's yeah. trap. It's yeah, they've been here. <laughs> yeah, we can see yeah, the we see the weird the flag, coffin with yeah. the Arkansas flag. Which is yep. a nice callback. Like, they didn't have to... Um... They didn't have to dig out this old set. Yeah. From two seasons ago. Yeah, I wonder if they, like, remade it or if they still had it around. They probably still had the props. So I assume they would have to put it back together. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's very funny the way Zach shows up. And he's like, you just hand-delivered it to us. And Dean's like, we don't have anything. And Zach, like, rolls his eyes. He's like, it's you. <laughs> it's like, I can't believe yeah. I have to deal with this stupid fuck again. Yeah. Doesn't he call... He says something to him. He calls him something. Chucklehead, right? yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Which is funny because Dean always calls angels chuckles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dean and way- angels <laughs> will just be like, you're so funny. I hate you. You're so yeah, Dean- funny. <laughs> Dean goes, oh, thank God. The angels are here. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's really good. Um, Zach calls Dean a simpering wad of insecurity and self-loathing. Ow, get his ass. Yeah. And then he calls him his recept Michael's receptacle. Just call him a bottom on screen, okay? 
Yeah. Dean refers to being Michael's vessel as life as an angel condom. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's something. The sexuality of yeah. being an angel's vessel vessel, I guess. It's sure it's something. Okay as hell for a man to enter you. Even if uh -huh. that man looks like Kate Blanchett. <laughs> <laughs> the gender politics of Supernatural is so up and down. Uh -huh. And, uh, uh, and yeah, he goes, he goes I'm a vessel, and Zach goes, you're the vessel. He's the yeah. vessel, guys. The... the. You're chosen. It's a great honor, Dean. Um, and then this is where he finger gun shoots Sam, which is good. Yeah, he goes joking, always joking. He says it like he's in despair. He's like, I cannot take it with you anymore. It's really good. The acting from Zack's actor is really... Mwah. Yeah. And uh, he's like, I am through screwing around. The war has begun. Like, Michael's going to take his vessel and lead the final charge against the adversary. And Dean says, how many humans die in the crossfire? A million? Five? Ten? Zack's like, probably more. But if Lucifer does it, all of them are going to die. If Lucifer wins, everyone's dead. Planet's burned. Yep. Welcome to season so, five. Uh, you know, Do you want to kill half the planet or all of it? Or Yeah. And Dean goes, what about choice C? He doesn't say it in those words. Um, and Zach says, there must be a battle. Michael must defeat the serpents. It is written, which is very good omens. And mm -hmm. Dean goes, yeah, maybe. But uh -huh. on the other hand, eat me. <laughs> He's so... Him. And then Zach just starts threatening him. him. Uh, well, no, first he offers to heal Bobby. And they say no. And then they say, how about we heal you from stage four stomach cancer? Was so I like, okay, this feels like cheating. Yeah, uh, it's cheating in a really good real way, consent. Though. Like, in a narratively satisfying way. Yeah, it's, like, it, it is very threatening in terms of, like, oh, the, like, consent rule doesn't actually matter that much. It's it's perfunctory in terms of all you actually need is for them to say yes. Yeah, uh -huh. no matter why they, they say don't it. Have to they don't have to want it. You. Yeah, also really good tasty parallels or um, perpendiculars with Zach threatening violence until Dean hopefully says yes. Uh against nick being like very gently tempted by lucifer yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the yeah so the, the the show continues to be cool about like angel demon parallels uh in yeah. terms of like how they coerce dean versus how nick is coerced um and then yeah he he takes sam's lungs away uh dean says just kill us um he's like no no i'm not gonna do that and then cash shows up with a with the angel killing knife stabs one of them through the neck He's so uh, cool. That's this fight's girl. pretty cool. Like it's it's you know it's not it's nothing special, but it is it is kind of cool. He's cool. I still think the directing of this fight scene is bad. I, I like the opening. Uh, it's pretty shaky yeah. after that. It's kind of hard to tell what happens. I thought he stabbed See. Zach for a second because the other guy. Zach is just like standing Zach, there staring for no, no he's reason. Just there. Even though he could do something, yeah, he's, he's literally like, pretty not powerful. even trying to help. He's just standing there while Cass kills his his brother slash coworkers. Goons. Yeah, there's a there's a couple of good like static shots in this fight scene but it's mostly just like a blurry mess yeah i do like the look of shock on zach's face uh after this it's like you're back and you just killed those guys like what huh uh-huh he looks like he's seen a ghost he exploded um, and now and he's here again it's just because he's mm -hmm. too powerful and cool and sexy yeah yeah and speaking of which uh zach's like how are you and castile goes alive that's a good question how did these two end up on that airplane? How did these? I'm, I'm Castiel. How did? How did these two end up on that Listen, airplane? He's a, Another he's a good question, because the angels didn't do it. I think we both know the answer, don't we? And Zachariah's like, "No, that's impossible." <laughs> yeah, and he's able to 
threaten Zack into disappearing despite Zack being his superior officer. Yeah, it's cool. Oh. He's like he's like shaken truly because he doesn't know what's going on. Like this should not be happening. Yeah, why would God be on Cass's side? Cass rebelled. Yeah. Then Dean says, "Your frat brothers are bigger dicks than I thought. <laughs> bigger dicks, uh-huh. huh, Dean?" Um, and then, and then this is <laughs> Cass yeah. brands their ribs, which we'll see next episode what that looks like, and it's sick. Yeah, it's, it's sick as hell. He like that must puts have hurt. his hands on their chest, and they both do like this gas because yes, it did hurt. Um, and he says that, that it, was, it was a sigil to hide them, and Dean goes, did you just brand us with it? And he goes, no, I carved it into your ribs. And they just give him this look like, what the fuck? Because yeah, they're, they're like, not what? used to cast yet, because it's only season five. It's so uh-huh. good. It's so good. He's my best. Sam goes, uh, Cass, did you really die? That's and Cass, Castiel goes, yes. And they're like, what? how? And then he's just gone. He just leaves. He just walks out. <laughs> he says, nope, goodbye. Hit the bricks. Yeah, he hit the bricks. This is this is the scene where his hair is very very curly. Very important. No, thank you. Oh, yeah. People who edit yeah, cast yeah, to have little, longer hair are doing God's work. He's a little he's a little disgruntled looking. Yeah, I guess he does just get in a fight. Uh, let me get. Yeah, he's very scene. intense in general in the scene in a way that I yeah, quite like. Yeah, he's so good. Uh-huh. Season five cast is the cast to me. So true. There's some good stuff with him next episode too that I'm excited to talk about. Um. Anyway, then we get this Lucifer scene, ever, but it's fine. Uh, yeah, then we get some Nick and Lucifer. And oh yeah, next yeah what well, yeah next, next episode the, the 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 next episode is stupid and I don't think I liked it very much, but there's a few good things in it. <laughs> yeah, um, back to this episode. Uh, Lucifer says, "Don't be afraid," which I love. Love when Lucifer gets yep. to be an angel. Always. Yep. I'm not your wife. I'm an angel. My name is Lucifer. And and Nick goes. Right. Uh, okay, Satan, do me a favor and remind <laughs> it's me very to funny. stop drinking before bed. Yeah. It's so... He is so messed up. He's my messed up little meow meow. So I really like that Lucifer appeals to Nick by saying yeah. we can get revenge on God. It's the yeah. arguments of like, why do good thing, why do bad things happen to good people? And the answer, from according to Lucifer, is that either he's sadistic or he doesn't care. So therefore, we should kill God. We should hold him accountable. Yeah, which was slapped. Just as because a he created us doesn't. Mean I think he can Lucifer toy would get us, me. Like, play things. Yeah, I mean, it's convincing. Like it's. It, he says God what did this to you, guy. Nick, and I can give you justice. Uh huh. Characters uh, becoming powerful enough to kill God is out. <laughs> Characters becoming powerful enough to hold God accountable for his actions is in. Um, and yeah, this is where Lucifer says, contrary to popular belief, I don't lie. I don't need to. Yeah, um, that was good. Which is I like, don't need to. Yeah, because like earlier, um, Lucifer says, um, I need to take control of your mind and body. To be honest, it will probably be unpleasant for you, but it is necessary. Like, that's so good. I love just like, yeah, this is, this is leave. I'm going to tell you everything. Like, this is informed consent. I, well, and also like, I'm going to tell you everything in part because I know that you're still going to say yes. Which is such a good villain thing. Like, I know you talked about this earlier, Ash, of, like, loving villains who, like, are true to their word and, like, tell the truth. Because it is uh-huh. so compelling when someone can, like, present an argument that's that, like, works well enough uh, to not have to, like, lie or be tricky about it. Yeah, I feel like this Lucifer is kind of the opposite in terms of writing as like Thanos where Thanos is like overpopulation and uh-huh. lack of resources is a bad thing. And you're like, yeah, that, that sounds reasonable. And he's like, so my plan is to uh, explode half of every living thing. And you're like, well, that won't solve the problem. And whereas this Lucifer 
like he's like okay well god does bad things and we need to punish him for that so therefore i'm going to kill the entire planet and you're just like yeah that sounds reasonable so (laughs) i mean that's the that's the thing i didn't actually like if the only people who have said that that's what's going to happen are the angels. Exactly. So like he's so, not like, I don't even that know as that's part of his true. pitch for, for Nick. I think we can take it as true that at the very least a lot of humans are going to die because that was like Lucifer's whole thing. He says, I love yeah. God too much and for that he punished me. He's not saying what he did because he loved God too much, which is turn a human into a demon for the first time. So like his his yeah, loving God too much manifests as hating humans. So I think it is plausible at least that the angels are telling the truth about what he would do to humans. That's true. He is he is he is also, hiding a few things. You're right. Yeah. Also, like I think part of the all the humans on Earth are gonna die. Sure, part of it could probably be attributed to Lucifer and the demons, but a large part of it is because of the Lucifer Michael showdown. Well, that's the mm-hmm. half of the humans will die thing. Yeah. Like, the angels are not, like... Not concerned with saving humans. They are not above killing humans here. They're only slightly yeah. less uh, for killing humans than Lucifer is. They don't have much of a high horse to be on. Yeah. I do think it's really funny that Lucifer twists it of, like, I just love God. Yeah, I love him too. Like, or Nick is like, okay, that sounds reasonable. But the thing is, is like, and, and that's the fun thing, is, like, it's... Lucifer, he is hiding things, but he's not lying. In terms of, like, this yes. is how he... He's figured out how views. to spin exactly what he wants into well, I don't what even... Nick wants. I guess that's Not true. spin, but, I... like, he's figuring out which... <laughs> yeah, he's, yes, figuring he's figuring out, out which, which things to, say. to tell. But, uh, but, yeah, but it is true. It's not, like, a spin or, like, a, um, a, like, not say... Like, when he says that, like, when he says, my crime is loving God too much, like, that's what he thinks. Like, it's not a lie because he thinks that that's true, which I like. Yeah, it's cool. Been, been and so Nick does say yes. For... And we get his house Millions glowing. of years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Oh, so much for stopping him before he gets his vessel. That was pretty quick. He got a vessel. It, oh, I guess, okay. <laughs> Smiley face. I mean, I thought this was the same, I thought Nick had the, it was the same, like, tier as Dean in terms of the way they talked about it. Well, at this point, I think you're supposed to think that. Okay, Because he does right. say, like, okay. you're special, Nick, you're chosen. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's fine. I think we literally find out for next week's episodes, so I think it'll okay. be okay. Um, I do think it's funny that it just happened to be convenient um, for uh, the chosen vessel to be had to have the exact life circumstances happen to him that made him like perfectly suscept- susceptible to accepting this offer. Well, I think that's kind of the point. It's fate. Is that yeah. no matter what well, he had had in his life he would have been able to tempt him because that's what he does. Yeah, but that's not true for Dean. Was... Well, not okay, yet anyway. Sure. But it, 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 he accepted very quickly regardless. The point is, is the parallels yeah. here are that like Dean is able to resist this. Nick is not. Nick has a hard knock yes. life. So has I mean, Dean, Nick's though. Fa- I don't Nick's blame him. wife and baby were murdered, so... Nick wants Nick wants revenge from God. Dean Dean just wants a yes. kitchen. No, I know. I'm just saying that like the the it's convenient for the devil. Yes, but I would also argue that it could have been fate. Sure, but it wasn't for Dean. Like, is my point. Yeah, like, you know what? A demon involved, could have killed Nick's family. Yeah. Well, that's what I was wondering. Is like, did they set that up on purpose? Anyway, um. Yeah. So maybe a, a demon 
Like Lucifer could easily have sent a demon yeah. to go kill Nick's family to make sure he has the life experience that would. Yeah, I'm. That's what I was wondering. Story. Was like, is it is it fate or was it set up? Like, it's awfully convenient. I also think because Dean has been exposed to the hunting life, like he has a different sort of jaded yeah. experience towards like why do you do ba- why do bad yeah. things happen to good people? Like we've already had. Yeah, this yeah. I know what the difference so it's, is. It's just it's, like. It's it's um no I'm not disagreeing with you I'm just uh like I think if it had been literally anybody other than Dean it probably would have been easier to coerce yeah. him into being which Michael's is which is vessel. it yeah, sure which is, is so inconvenient tasty, the relationship yeah. between like Dean being the faithless man but also being the righteous yes. man it it sure is inconvenient yes. for the angels <laughs> yeah in a way that's interesting if like it is supposed They're to be like, we tried to fuck with this guy's life yeah. so hard that he would want to be like a force for good but all we did was give him anxiety yep. just, just gonna continue to to hit that fate versus free will uh button every uh-huh. time it comes up um uh-huh. take a shot you ruined a perfectly good vessel is what you did look at him he has anxiety he just wants a kitchen um mm. this bobby scene really hit hard for me in terms of like Bobby has always been very, like, independent and independently minded, and, like, yeah, it makes a lot of sense that, like, this character would take, uh, like, not being able to use his legs anymore, like, so hard, and reacts in the way that a lot of, like, um, like, men who are aging do when they start to lose their autonomy, which is, like, lashing out and getting upset because, like, that, it, like, it sucks. (laughs) And it's, like, Uh you, you've been, like, told for so long and for so much of your life that, like, you need to be like independent and free and like take care of yourself and all you need is 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 you and then like when your body starts to fail you like that's you like you can't rely on yourself mm-hmm. anymore um yeah it's yeah there's going to be a lot to talk about with regards to Bobby's storyline and like ableism and different <sighs> perspectives on disability um mm-hmm. but yeah for now it's just like yeah this is sad for him and it would suck and this is how he would react to it yeah uh-huh um, and then, yeah, Bobby's like, you believe that Yahoo? Dean says, screw him, you'll be fine, which also hurt in terms of, like, people thinking their fathers are invincible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bo- Bobby has a really, like, um, interesting perspective on this in a way that I quite like, uh, in terms of, like, yeah, whatever, the world's ending, but, like, what else do we do except save as many as people as we can for as long as I as we can? Like, it's bad. Whoever wins, we're boned, but, like... That doesn't mean we should give up, which I I like. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and this, I said Dean gives his anime protagonist speech. Um, he says, I'm serious. I mean, screw the angels and the demons and their crap apocalypse. Hell, they want to fight a war, they can find their own planet. This one's ours, and I say they get the hell off it. We take them all on. We kill the <laughs> devil. Hell, we even kill Michael if we have to. We do it our own damn selves. Bobby says, how are we supposed to do all this, genius? I got no idea. What I have is a GED and a give them hell attitude, and I'll figure it out. He has a GED and a good That's the line I was talking about earlier. It's a great line. It's a very good Dean line. It's a classic. That and the little like shrug he does with it is like a lot of AMVs because it's so good. And then Bobby says like, I know what I said back there. I just want you to know that that was the demon talking. I ain't cutting you out, boy. Not ever to Sam. (laughs) And it's yeah he's like i deserve a damn medal for this but you're welcome i love bobby so much he's literally the most emotionally healthy adult man on this show which is such a low bar yeah yeah he's not even that emotionally healthy nope he just tells the truth yep he's just willing to say sorry when he needs to say sorry like that's where the bar is 
Actually, no, it wasn't even him who said it, but he yeah, still it wasn't that he needs it. to apologize. Yeah. It was just he wanted to clarify, like, hey, I would yeah. never say that. You want to make Sam feel better because uh -huh. that's his boy. That's <laughs> his boy. Oh, uh, and then this cracked me up. Sam's like, you remember the cult? You guys remember the cult? It's been a while. Remember the cult? What if we go after the cult? And <laughs> yeah. Dean's like, what? Who cares about the cult anymore? Uh, yeah. And speaking of being emotionally unhealthy. Yeah, Dean is like, oh, you know, we don't have any chance. I mean, you of yeah, all people know that. <laughs> Passive aggressive as hell. And Sam's like, hello? Is there something you want to say to me? Uh-huh. And so Dean is like, well, it's never going to be okay again. Yep. I tried. I really tried. I just can't keep pretending that everything's all right. It's not. It's never going to be. You chose a demon over your own brother. Sam rolls his eyes at this. It's like, I mean, it's fair. He's been hearing again, it for a few like, years at this point. Yeah, he's, but, he's but also, it. like, it is literally true. Um, and uh, it's just interesting because he's, he's like, he is genuinely apologetic, but he does also <laughs> roll his eyes. Yeah, and he says, man, you were the one I depended on the most. You let me down in ways I can't even... I'm just having a hard time forgiving and forgetting here, you know? Seb says, what can I do? And Dean says, honestly, nothing. Oh, that's they like the worst thing he could the say there. Were. Like, yeah. there's nothing yep. Sam can do to try to fix this. He just has to let Dean be mad at him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oof. <sighs> yeah. Can't, tr can't, can't trust him anymore. I do. I do like that they at least acknowledge that there are some things, like, you are not entitled forgiveness just because you're, like, you're sorry. Yep. Uh, which I think is, is a good, is a good lesson that more people need to be exposed to. There's ten more seasons of the show, you guys. <laughs> there are ten more seasons of the show. They can never go back to how they were. We're, they can never we're go one home. third of the way done. <laughs> Uh-huh. And like because of that dynamic, they just have to keep forgiving each other because there are ten more seasons of this show. Yeah. And then like even as the things they do to each other get worse and worse, they just have to keep forgiving each other even though they keep saying, I can't forgive this. Uh-huh. So you gotta have the drama. Can't wait until we're like ten deep in this. Just being like, remember? Re remember back when Remember when Sam <laughs> unleashed Lucifer and Dean was like, I can't trust you anymore? And then it was just like, never mind. Uh-huh. Oh, supernatural. It worked. It, if, if we take the five-season arc for what it is, like, this works, and I like it, but it's yeah. like, I'm curious. Yes. Like, I can't not think about the way this is going to go later. <laughs> yeah, if I just think about the season five arc, it just makes me sad in different ways. Yeah. They literally go the rest of their lives probably, like, well, actually, I'm not even going to say, I'm not even going to speculate about what it would be like if the show really did end at season five because we haven't finished season <laughs> Yeah, five you yet. can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> There's some things that happen. <laughs> there are some things that certainly happen. Um, but yeah, in general, uh, this is a good episode. It did the normal supernatural thing of we're going to end on a big old cliffhanger and then are then going to like deflate it slightly slash go back to a status quo because uh, it's the start of a new season instead of like literally them fighting Lucifer right there, right then, which, you know, makes sense. Um, but... It's sort of funny that, like, this is such the structure of the show. Um, but, uh -huh. yeah, they're building toward interesting stuff. Um, um, you know, it's they're, they're continuing on what they've been doing. We now know that Dean's Michael, so, or Dean's Michael's Vessel, so we can uh, talk about that in the open. Yeah. Remember when they uh, ended a season on a car crash? Yep. Now uh, the devil's here. <laughs> um, so, yeah, actor, act, actor facts time, I guess. Uh, so first of all, that uh, black nurse that was briefly mentioned um, is uh, played by Marcy T. House, um, who has been like minor roles and stuff, but like um, 
is like seems like she's going she's like becoming more prominent um in stuff oh, uh sure. like fairly recently uh she is uh mrs harrison and julian the phantoms um she is captain gloria pike in the like day of the dead tv show which i know nothing about i don't know if that's good but i like its poster a lot um and uh is victoria man in tribal um Next up is Sarah, who is played by Bellamy Young, who is Jessica Whitley in Prodigal Son, Millie Grant in Scandal, and Margaret Honeycroft in Promised Land. Uh, and Nick was played by Mark Pellegrino, who is Bill Standall in 13 Reasons Why, Dr. Jedekiah Price in The Tomorrow People, and a very minor role as Agent Johnson in National Treasure. Finally, uh, Becky was played by Emily Perkins, who, like I said, I have some fun facts about. Uh, for me only, she played Crystal Braywood in the show Hiccups, which I watched a decent amount when I was a kid, though I wouldn't super recommend it. Uh, I like Corner Gas more, the other show that that like team did. Um, second, uh, this is the last role that she'll ever have before she quits acting to become a teacher. Huh. She comes back. She comes back as Becky like way later in the show as like a cameo. Um, but yeah, never never acts again after playing Becky. I like. I mean, if you had to play Becky Rosen on yeah. Supernatural, would you uh -huh. ever act again? Yep. Um, and third, she plays the deuteragonist of the Ginger Snaps movie trilogy, a Canadian horror trilogy about oh, uh, yeah Ginger about Snaps. codependent sisters where one of them becomes a werewolf, uh, and her love interest and eventual husband is named Sam. So that's God, funny. Awaken memories in me. <laughs> that was like one of the first horror movies I watched. Yeah, she's Bridget in Ginger Snap. She's the, the sister who is not the werewolf. Wild. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's uh, episode one. Good God, Y'all by Sarah Gamble, directed by Phil Scrisha. Uh Starts with another very cool AMV recap. This time we get some cameos from Joe and Ellen and Rufus, which is fun. Always love when a good uh, recurring character recurs. And then for the cold open, yeah. we get Bobby in a wheelchair in his hospital room and he is not coping well. Uh, Dean and Sam are worried about him. Cass calls and asks where they are so he can meet them there because of the rib sigils, which Dean got x-rayed, which hide them from even him. And Bobby demands to be healed, but Cass says that he's cut off from much of heaven's power, so he can't. Uh, then he says he's going to go find God who can fix everything. Conveniently, what he needs to find God is a certain amulet that burns hot uh -huh. in his presence, which happens to be this amulet. So there Dean begrudgingly lets Cass borrow it after a brief theology-slash-strategy argument, and Cass flies off. This is really dumb, and we're going to talk about it. Then, uh -huh. it is very good Cass, though. Then Rufus is in some kind of small town demon war zone and he calls Bobby and gives him the name of the place which Bobby can barely make out through the static. Dean and Sam go check it out. The only way in is a busted bridge that looks exactly like the finale so they have to leave the car and hike in. They pass a sporting goods store. Not every bridge is the finale bridge, Emma. I know, but I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> they pass a sporting goods store and a bright red Mustang, both of which are surprise tools that will help us later. The entire uh -huh. town appears deserted and smashed up. There's, like, blood on the streets. Uh, Ellen shows up and immediately doses Zine in holy water. Who He does his face full of lube expression. And then she brings him uh -huh. to a salt line church to hug and slap Zine. She doesn't hug Sam. And she yells at them yep. for not keeping in touch. She's got a group of, I think, 10 or so other survivors in the church basement. 
One of them is a black woman who's right. actually going to survive the episode. Ellen yeah. has been separated from Joe. Dean and Sam argue briefly over whether to turn these ten people into a demon-fighting army and agree to go on a supply run to the sporting goods store for guns and the grocery store for salt. <laughs> Just normal shopping trips. Dean doesn't want mm-hmm. Sam coming because of the whole, you know, demon blood thing. But Sam is like, Dean, whatever, I'm coming, fuck off. So they go. In the Quick Mart, Sam gets attacked by a couple of guys, one of whom is black, and he kills both of them. Apparently, these are teenagers. They don't look like teenagers. They it's don't, fine. They don't, they don't he kills like them both with the no. ruby knife. Um, Eight's noticed that there is no weird flashing. That's a surprise tool. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder what's up with that. Uh, he stares at the blood. He sticks his thumb in it, and then Dean comes in before he can decide not to or give in. Uh, so Real, go back to uh, the your parents just walked in on you in an awkward moment in a TV show, and you're like, no, it's not what it looks like. There's context. (laughs) Uh, They go back to the others who start weapons training. One of them, Austin, was a vet in Iraq, so he and Dean have a little manly bonding moment. Uh, Oh, yeah, this scene. Sam says that he misses saving people with his powers. Ellen wants to go out to find Joe, so Sam goes with her again after Dean gives him a hard time about it. Ellen asks about their tension, and Sam dodges and brings up that she and Joe are hunting together now, which she says is because if Joe's going to hunt, she can at least keep an eye on her this way which is cute. Mm-hmm. Then they see a chimney smoking and a demon keeping watch from the window, which is weird because demons don't get cold. And then Joe and mm. Rufus show up and fight them. They have black eyes, but Joe tells Ellen to give her mom back and calls her a black-eyed bitch. Huh. Weird. Anyway, weird. Ellen mm. gets away from but Sam is captured like a little loser. Uh, he wakes up tied <laughs> to a chair in a devil's trap with the holy water salt exorcism treatment. Oh, how the turntables... Um, but like pour salt into his mouth in the scene it's so funny why are demons doing this to him something is weird something is wrong something's off and why is this guy roger just like sneakily standing in the background meanwhile back at the base dean finally asks for all the info they have and realizes there's been omens of drumroll please the four horsemen uh the Uh red horse is war so like remember that rest that mustang (laughs) they say war is a dude i i hate the show I Wyatt, I Wyatt, like the red Mustang. It. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about the it. The red Mustang does fuck severely. It is. We'll, we'll talk about it. It's fine. Uh, War is a dude. He's making them kill each other by tricking them into thinking everyone else is a demon, which I will say is neato. Uh, Roger War and Sam have a little chit chat where War villain monologues and guilt him about the demon blood. Then he twists his ring and starts bleeding and screaming that Sam with black eyes was hurting him and threatening him, etc., etc. Uh, so that Joe and Rufus will, you know, be convinced he's a demon for real. Then Roger heads back to the Ellen base camp and tells them he heard the demons planning to kill him, blah, blah, blah. And Dean's like, wait, what the fuck? There are no demons. And so Roger twists his ring again and makes the Austin crew see him and Ellen with black eyes. So they run for it. Austin and the gang now disbelieve what they were taught about salt. So they're using real bullets and knives. Oh, joy. Uh, Rufus back in the house is Bobby Ch- is is Bobby trapping, is booby trapping their house, their base with bombs to explode the demon's hosts. And Joe's like, um, my mom is one of those hosts, but like, it's fine. And then one of the traps goes off and there's a lot of scuffling as Dean convinces Rufus about war. And then off screen, Ellen does the same with Joe. So now all five of them are together because Dean gets Sam from upstairs. They put their brain cells together to realize that's the ring that activates his like powers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then fighting ensues as Austin's crew shows up. Austin has a knife and he is slowly overpowering Ellen to kill her. But just in time, the boys manage to cut War's ring finger off so the effects dissipate. And now they have this neat magic ring, I guess. Um, Put that in your back pocket. Dean and Sam talk about the way that Dean doesn't trust Sam. And Sam says he doesn't trust himself. And they agree to split up. 
And Dean offers him the Impala, but Sam just takes his one single bag of stuff out of it and goes off with some random guy in a truck. We hold on Dean being pensive. The end. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. Um. This episode is dumb. Yeah. Yeah. This is the episode where everybody has been hit with the stupid bat. Yeah. Sorry, Miss Gamble. This is an L for you. I. Think I was thinking about it well. Um, you did the synopsis. There's one thing I like about this episode, which is there's a bit where um Sam's like, uh, the solution is to arm everyone. And at the time I was like, ah, libertarian national natural uh strikes again. All you need is for everyone to have guns, and then guns won't be and then guns in danger won't be a problem, of course. But the show actually <laughs> subverts that in a way that I thought was interesting, in that giving everyone guns just makes it all worse. Um it just happens to that just happens to be the case because like war is involved here uh like it could have been demons and then it could have been played straight um but i still kind of like that um and in my head the like more interesting part of war is the kind that like spurs people to like um fight over anything else to use violence over anything else uh rather than just like tricking everybody into the, the like i don't know it's it's there's a I can rehabilitate this episode in my head a little bit, but um, it wasn't great. Yeah, I mean. Also, this war the has various nothing plot on lines war in this episode omens. are just are just like dumb. It's really messy. Yeah, like even if we skip yeah. over the cast scene for a minute and just talk about like the war thing, it it's like it's so. We've talked about the libertarian fantasy of Supernatural as like, oh, okay, well, if I have guns, then I will be able to protect me and the few people I care about, which, like, they definitely try. We have two, like, self-sufficient survivalist groups going up against each other, uh, and, like, it kind of takes that down because they shouldn't be fighting each other. There's, like, an interesting implication that the guys that Sam kills in the grocery store were also there to loot first, like, survival gear. Yep, yep, yeah. So, like, in that sense, it's kind of unpacking that survivalist mindset, and it's like, well, you should just, you know, the war, the like, the, the tragedy of war, capital W, is that he's turning them against each other so that they can't just sit down and communicate and share supplies, which, you know, there's something there. I don't know if the show is saying it on purpose, especially with, like, the fact that it's a vet who's leading the antagonist group. Yeah, yeah. And there's a pastor in that group. Yep. Yeah, the group is interesting. Um, yeah, I guess we could talk about this uh, note by note at this point. There's stuff I want to say about war, but I'll I'll save it until we save it for the get to the scenes. Yeah. 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 Um, so are we going chronologically now? Yeah, I think we could probably move through this at a bit of a clip. Not this, not too much yeah. happens in this I have, episode. I have half a page of notes. notes. That's it. Yeah, same. I love the way Sam says Castiel. He goes Castiel. Castiel. <laughs> When Sam calls, Castiel. or when Cass calls him on the phone. Castiel. Castiel. Cat. Hmm. <laughs> he puts all of the oomph on the cook. Yeah. Castiel. Maybe he was going to say Cass, and then he decided to stick in the TL. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't know if we're on nickname basis. Let's play it cool. <laughs> Only Dean gets that, that privilege. Dean and Anna and somebody else. One of the other angels. Uriel. No. I can't remember Jimmy. if it was. Oh, yeah, that might have been that. Okay. Um. Before that, though, my first note is that Bobby, when he's, like, sitting in a wheelchair staring out the window, not facing the boys, he looks exactly the same, like, compositionally as the the old woman they thought was a Striga back in 
something wicked. Oh yeah. <laughs> the streakification oh gosh, of yeah. Bobby. Robotification. <laughs> uh and Dean suggests giving him a back rub, which is like he's being silly, but he, he just wants to help, you know? He's like, We gotta cheer him up. Uh, yeah. He wants to do literally anything he can. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, I forgot we we got a we get another recap AMV. This one opens with "Long Long Way from Home" by Foreigner, which and is then another good song. We get um, uh, "Spirit in the Sky." Yeah, I was gonna say the "Spirit in the yeah. Sky" like insert song it's bit so was really good. I like that, and when it when it's like diegetic from the car yeah. radio, that was sick. Um, yeah, I like it when the show the like town. It's yeah. really cool. I like it when they play music in the show. It doesn't happen that often. Um, but but yeah. Anyway, back to this Bobby scene. Um, yeah, I, I don't have too much more to say about this compared to, like, what I said about it last time. It's basically the same, uh, note, but, like, it continues to be sad to see Bobby have to reckon with, like, his life uh-huh. being changed by this. Yeah. Then we see, um, Dean's ribs x-rayed uh-huh. with the, the sigil. Yeah, as what I said last time about it being sick. It looks very cool. We notably never get to see what Sam's ribs look like. We just have to assume that they look the same. Presumably yeah. they look the same, yeah. The show wants you to think that they're the same. There's a lot of room to play with it in fan spaces. Oh. <laughs> just because, like, maybe Cass is already doing weird things with Dean. Mm. <laughs> you know? We never we never get confirmation otherwise. They never point. say that they're not different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cass just wrote his name all over Dean. It's like in glitter it's, pens. It's like, C don't touch property D of Castiel. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he carved uh-huh. it into him like a tree. Or a table. Or a table. Mm. Or a car. Or a car. Mm. Anyway, uh, Cass shows up. Yeah, Cass shows up. That's, and that's my boy. Dean makes fun of him for needing a phone, and Cass is like, do you not understand yeah. what I just did to you? <laughs> I, I just did, told I you I would hide you. <laughs> I did think, I did note in my notes that it's very funny that, that, uh, <laughs> cell phone i wrote cell phone gas exclamation mark it's, it's in my so, notes. so true i love when angels use I cell love, phones i love my little angel bestie on his cell phone it's so good he likes the emoji cast voice got him <laughs> <laughs> jumping ahead okay back to this episode uh Bobby shows up and in, well no sorry Cass shows up and Bobby interrupts his explanation with enough foreplay when he's just talking to Dean uh-huh, which is you uh-huh. know it's just funny uh, and he's, he demands healing, but Cass can't do it. Cass can't. He's cut off from heaven's power. Oh, interesting. <sighs> Bobby refers to his wheelchair as a trap. We're going to have to continue talking about the ways that um, ableism interacts with Bobby's arc, like I said at the start, the first part of this mm-hmm. um, recording. But in general, mm-hmm. worth noting, wheelchair users who have you know been using wheelchair, not just like newly disabled users, um, like typically the sentiment I have seen expressed is that the wheelchair represents freedom more than it represents limitation because it's allowing them to, it is an accessibility device. It's yeah. a mobility device. It is a, a uh-huh. assistance. So Bobby's in like this very frustrated place right now. So it makes sense that he would be saying it, but it's also not really refuted by the yeah. show at any point. Yeah. This is sort of the thing with like, um, you know, it's, the 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 story of someone who has become recently disabled like having to learn to live with their new disability that they have having been abled for the rest of their life like is a is a fair and valid story to explore in terms of like this is the thing that happens to people mm-hmm. all the time particularly as they get older uh but when that is the only yeah. story you're telling 
it creates a certain lens of disability mm -hmm. that is not true for all people who are disabled or for people who like were abled for most of their life and then grow to like become uh like comfortable in their disability or like are able to uh, like make use of the tools that are yeah around like them, it's okay to mourn the loss of ability uh like that that like that's a big change and it's often like very difficult for some people and it's it's okay to to you know be in a bad place about that bobby is not like in the wrong here it's the fact that the show doesn't actually care about anything to do with disability that's that's the issue. Yeah, like we've we've mentioned how few like there's no disabled hunter community. Yeah. Um, even though like they do things that should fuck up bodies permanently, constantly. Um, and like there's there's no discourse in the show about it except in Bobby's arc, which is handled in less than ideal ways, as we will continue to see. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, um, Cass is like, we need to talk. Um. And says, your plan to kill Lucifer. And Dean says, yeah, you want to help? And Castiel says, no, <laughs> it's foolish. It can't be done. And Dean goes, oh, thanks yeah. for the support. She <laughs> says, but I believe I have the solution. There's someone besides Michael strong enough to take on Lucifer, strong enough to stop the apocalypse. So it's like, who's that? The one that resurrected me and put you on that airplane. The one who began everything. God. I'm going to find God. And then title <laughs> it's like, card. I don't know. The way, he, the way he says that and the way it cuts to the title card made me crack up. I don't know. Just the framing around it is very funny. It's so funny. Like, it's, it's dramatic, but it's also really funny. He just has, like, such an intense expression on his face. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's my guy. There's also this, it's like, really good. There's, when he says God, there's like a music sting and it cuts to Sam's face for a second. And there's just like two seconds of Sam reaction where he's like, what? <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. And then right after the title card, Dean goes, God. And Cass says, yes. And Dean says, God. And he says, yes. He's isn't, he is in heaven. He has to be somewhere. Yeah. Um, Dean, I do think this it's, is like it's, the... it's really Go good on. the way that Cass responds to like there is a problem with okay let's get God involved even though he yeah. has rebelled against heaven he is still loyal to God mm -hmm. he still has faith in God um, and like especially the phrasing of find God the way that like people find okay. religion oh uh, yeah yeah it's very I tasty. just need to get word to There's the Almighty something... and the Almighty fix things. Yeah, the the he has to be somewhere is just very funny to me. It's like, I mean, I guess Cass, like, who not like matter it's, can't it's be destroyed God, rule, or created. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. And anyway, Dean Dean does this like tortilla thing. He's he's talked about God on a tortilla. Like, I want to say like six times now. Like, he loves the. He thinks it's so funny. Uh. And then Cass goes, "No, he's not on any flatbread." It's like, trust me, I, I checked. Which is funny. <laughs> I checked all the flatbread. Checked all the flatbread. <laughs> he went looking for every claim. Um, but it is interesting that he's like, this is not a theological issue, it's strategic. Yeah, that's my point. Like the the way that Cass approaches faith, the way that like he would approach orders from a superior commander, yeah. because he's an angel and that's how he's it an works. angel. He doesn't need to yeah. Yeah, he doesn't, like, believe in God as in, like, oh, I hope God yeah, is real and to. exists. He's like, I believe in God and that I think he can and will fix things. Um, And, yeah, this is what I talked about last time of, like, the, the him doing something pretty big. Because, uh, yeah, he says, um, 
I'm hunted, I rebelled, I'm killing my brothers, I did all of it for you, and you failed. You and your brother destroyed the world, and I lost everything for nothing. So keep your opinions to yourself. It's so good. He's mad, and it's like, yeah. it's fair. This is like one of the early Destiel scenes. He's like right up in his yeah. face. He goes, yeah. I'm, I'm hunted, I rebelled, and I did it all of it for you. Yeah. Ha! It for you. Yep. And you failed. Yeah, I did it for you, and then immediately right after that, Blech. for nothing. And then they, <laughs> I need this amulet. It burns hot in God's presence, which it's is the most so like MacGuffin stupid. thing. It's, it's so stupid. stupid. It's <laughs> Sounds not like even God EMF. <sighs> oh my God, it's so stupid. There's no explanation for this. Sorry for the spoilers. It's not even gonna <sighs> matter. It's oh, it's wow. so dumb. It's just a way of getting cast to not be around because he's busy looking for God. It's so dumb. It's just like oh well, That's we really need funny. something for cast to be using to look for God. What if it's that necklace that has like emotional significance to Dean, and so it would be a really neat scene if he had to blend it to somebody. Um, which fair. That's like the yeah, only emotional like, beat that works about this plot line. It's so dumb. This is like he Sam got this necklace from Bobby to give to John and then decided to give it to Dean and then it happens to be that it's gonna find God. It's so yeah, stupid. It makes no sense at all. It is extremely serial storytelling narrative convenience in the way that I've talked about several times before about like when you're telling a serial story, you like can't know all the things and the way you give stuff resonance is you like set plates spinning and then you pick them up when you need them you're like oh yeah that plate i set spinning i can use that here to fill in this slot in a way that if it works properly if you do it well can make the prior seasons feel like you were planning all this all along uh but this is so obviously transparently just like yeah, we we just had this necklace and like didn't super know what to do with it. So yeah. here's what it's for. Um, yeah. Yeah, and um, spoiler alert for things we've already talked about as being spoilers. Hello, listeners. Please skip ahead about twenty seconds if you don't want to hear the big spoilers that Emma is about to say. Um, but the you know the the God thing. We know who God is. The necklace yes. has not burned hot in his presence. It's yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid, which is another um you know, check mark for the god possessed Chuck later um interpretation. Yeah. I do I do like that when when he like takes it and <laughs> Dean's like, "Oh, now I feel naked." It's like the same thing like Bobby He's is been his wearing hat. it for a decade. Yeah. He like holds it out and then pulls it back and he goes, "Don't lose it." It's important to him, and he's trusting Cass with it. Yeah. Man, I'm just remembering back to the start of this episode. I was like, ooh, this is exciting. Like, it's like um, it, they're doing another, like, uh, Croatoan um, in a way that I was excited about because I like I liked Croatoan, even though the ending of it was bad and the lore of it was stupid. I like the setup. I like anything that's like Salem's Lottie of, like, small American town, and because of the nature of, like, community in america and how large it is and how like there are so many small towns like everywhere that like you can imagine one just like falling off of the map and like being taken over this way and it being a while before anyone like knows or finds out that this has happened uh that style of like american specific horror is super cool to me um and is like a neat setting to like have a conflict in but uh i don't think they did it very well 
Uh, however, this opening to it is good. This is like part of what I mean, like having high hopes at the start is like, it's cool spirit in the sky playing as they like walk through this trash town. They're like cars flip, the bridge is out. Um, it's, it's very eerie. Like it's completely empty, but also there are no bodies anywhere in a way that's like, what happened here? Yeah. Uh, yeah there's cool. a little empty stroller. Yeah. Which is a nice uh -huh. tragic touch. Yeah. And then Ellen shows up. Ellen. My best friend, Ellen. I think it's very funny that um, she gets mad at them for forgetting about her, as as in, like, Ellen slapping Dean is more like Ellen slapping the writers for being like, hey, remember me, this character who you completely forgot uh -huh. about? Yeah. But yeah, I missed her. She's a good character. That's a, It's a shame the episode she's, she's yeah. back in wasn't that great. One of the, Maybe a more iconic duo than Ellen and her episodes being just not that great past season three. <sighs> Um, it's funny also that, like, the demon, uh, trickery doesn't trigger here, like, they could've, they could've, War could've done this early, right? Like, yeah. they could've shown- Yeah, just showed up, maybe he hasn't noticed yeah. them yet. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, War's, like, what War can and cannot see is vague in a way that's, like, there's no answer to yeah, it, they don't they have don't rules care. for it. Um, the speed dial line I thought was funny, because, like, that, that line is going to continue to age uh -huh. as time it's goes so on, funny. like, that's not a thing anymore. Um, very, uh, very, uh, like your early your 2010. I, wait, are we still aughts? Are we still, is this, this is, still 2009? This, I think this is either late 2009 or early 2010. This is September of 2009. And we meet all these people. None of them really matter. Uh, there's, uh, well, one of them matters, I guess. That, like, what's his name? Austin? Mm -hmm. Austin kind of matters, I guess. Uh, they set up, they set him up here, but, like, also, like, not, nothing really happens with him like he doesn't i thought like he and dean might have a bit of an arc but like all that really happens is like what no it's just dean, another like, man crush monday yeah dean like gets him to not shoot later is the thing that happens right uh, does he? i thought so he's like firing his rifle and then they was oh, it sam i don't know a lot of this episode is a blur to me rufus takes the gun out of somebody's hand and he says, usually, um, stop firing means Yeah, but firing. I don't think that was Austin. Hold no, on. I'm just wondering Austin if that's the one who goes Hold after on. Ellen with the knife. Oh, no, it's not even... No one even stops him. It's just, like, Austin is the person who was going to kill Ellen. Yeah. And then Dean. And then, yeah. Dean and Austin don't even talk to each other again. What was the point of this? What was the point of this character? Yeah, I think it was literally just, like, an establishing little moments of, like, remember how Dean has a thing for army guys? <laughs> like, nothing else happens. I guess. I guess. Um, I don't know. I was just looking at my notes here. There's some minor, like... Sarah Gamble, what was the point here? There's what some minor misogyny of, like, oh, you think Baby Bump there can hold a gun? There's a pregnant I mean, woman. I think it's, like, it's fair to, like, say that it's connected to misogyny, but also, like, she is pregnant. I wouldn't want to get her to have a gun either. I mean, yeah, but, like, if a demon's gonna eat her, I'd rather her be able to shoot the demon than be defenseless. Yeah, that was Sam's argument. I don't it know. It's just weird. weird. Like, the what if we, it, both sides are weird. It's like, what if we get everyone guns? Like, oh, you think this pregnant woman can't shoot a gun? It's like, I don't know. The, the I think the question is... was less like, should we give her a gun? And more like, should we put her in combat or let her stay here? Right. I guess that's and, true. And Sam was like, well, the more guns we have going, the more demons we can shoot. Yeah. Um, I guess the important thing in this scene is that Dean doesn't trust Sam. Um, because yeah. he wants Sam to, like, stay here and train them. Uh. And Sam's like, you don't want me going out there around demons. And like, even when they're, even when he convinces Dean to like bring him along as they go outside, he's like, let's split up. And Dean says, we'll go together. And he says, can we 
but Sam's like, can we please do this like professionals, dude? Like, we've done this before. <sighs> and then Sam murders two normal people. Yeah. Sam just murders they, two teenagers. Yeah, they do attack him, like, but also, like... And, and then oof. he doesn't even, like, no one even thinks about... No one even, yeah. No one's it, like, yeah. oh my god, that's partly like literally, like, we've all just been killing each other. Yeah. Like, no one's like... That's also why this episode is yeah. bad, is because there's no, like, denouement to deal with, like, the horrifying nature of what has happened in this, like, whole town. Yeah. Like Sam doesn't even, like... They just keep moving. Yeah. It's a really interesting idea, but it should have been, like, a two-parter, maybe, to, like, actually make us care about, like, the characters and the people here and to, like, make yeah, some of the conflict feel less rushed. Especially stupid because it's rushed because they had to fit in cast disappearing off with the stupid yeah. fucking mm -hmm. amulet. Yeah. <sighs> it's, like, a cool idea, but it's, like, they couldn't fit it in well enough to, like, tell it in a way that would have actually been interesting. Yeah, also fascinating that Sam is like, I should lick this blood, but he doesn't even know it's not going to work if he did. In an alternate universe where Sam did yeah. just lick the blood there, he's like, wait, what the fuck? And this then how would he explain demon. it to Dean? Yeah. Be like, I don't, I don't. Yeah, he'd have to be like, I okay, listen, dude, I know I just relapsed, but you got to trust me. This is not demon blood. Something's weird Demon here. blood splashed in yeah. my mouth, Dean, Please and don't lock me in the closet right. again. It wasn't me, yeah. I swear. Yeah. I tripped. <laughs> Um, yeah, this dude, Austin fought in the Iraq War, um, Fallujah, which is a big old, big old fight, um, the, it's interesting, like, the takes one to no one is very interesting, we've talked a lot about hunters as soldiers, uh -huh. um, and they make that, like, Dean, Dean accepts it here in a way that I don't think he has before, really, or, like, that the show has directly engaged with, um, in the cheesiest way possible, like, I served in hell, <laughs> like, Dean... <laughs> That's not, you didn't fight things there. You're not the Doom Slayer. <laughs> you got tortured and then killed people or like tortured people. What? I, this felt very out of character for him. Yeah, yeah. I did not like it at all. Like, weird. Refer to his time in hell as like his service in hell. Like, yeah, he's what? like valorizing himself in a way that I found yeah, baffling. Like Sarah Gamble, yeah, what were you thinking? Rare L for Sarah Gamble on Dean characterization. Yeah, like seriously, it's so weird i think this is like just thinking about it like we've had a lot of bangers um consistently leading up to the end of season four like this is the first like bad episode that we've gotten in a little mm -hmm. bit and i'm like oh yeah all right this show could be bad can yeah, it yeah it can <laughs> you're watching Supernatural. i forgot i forgot it's been too long uh -huh. oh no that's how it gets you you got tricked into thinking it was that's good uh-huh last episode was, was really so good oh <sighs> Um, anyway, Sam's sad that he can't, like, save people anymore, which I do like, but also it's extremely ironic that he just killed two innocent uh -huh. people. Yeah, he's like, man, I wish I could save people. <laughs> oh, well, time to go stab them. Uh -huh. No, okay, in fairness, it was the other way around. He's like, damn, I just stabbed two people. I wish I could have saved yeah. them, which is fair. Yeah, the, the dramatic irony of him being like, oh, no, it's demons. Oh, no, but, like, there's no demons in this episode at all. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> Dean is like, we can't let Sam go outside. There's demons out there. And <laughs> anyway, yeah, this is where they run into Rufus and Joe. The misunderstandings. Blah, 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 blah. Give my mom back. You They're all bitch. so stupid. Yeah, Mark, like the yeah. fact that nobody, like, I again, everyone in this episode has been hit with the stupid bat. Yeah, Rufus starts exercising him and, like, nothing happens. And Sam's like, stop. Stop. <laughs> Please, no salt. <laughs> You're like... Oh no, the demons got Sam. <laughs> please, no, 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 please, no
the pastor's playing <laughs> doing the Lord's Prayer. Like, I understand their thought of, like, oh, maybe this is some, like, new fancy apocalypse-level demon crap. But, like, yeah. when Joe called Ellen a black-eyed bitch, like, that didn't that didn't put off any alarm it bells. It didn't set off any yeah. red like, alarms. Ellen was yeah. confused, but, like, hello? It's not that hard to figure out. <laughs> Like maybe maybe war's like secondary uh, job is like the the horseman of stupidity, the fog of war in your brain. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, Joe refers to Ellen. This is just Joe, by the way. She's referring to the demon that she thinks is in Ellen, but she is not herself a demon. Calls her a skank and a bitch. Thanks, yep. Sarah Gamble. Uh huh. Yep. Oh my god. Uh, the line about how demons don't get cold is kind of funny to me, just because, like, we've had at least Alistair, possibly Azazel, too, like, complained about how, you know, it's so cold up here as, like, a reference to how they're from hell, which is hot. Um, but they're joking there, so I'll allow it. Uh-huh. I have a, um... I have a really stupid complaint hell yes, that, like, doesn't it. matter at all. But it, like, it annoys me a lot that they're doing revelations, but they're just picking and choosing from it. It's like, oh yeah, Wormwood fell, but also like the uh, well, I don't know, this like there's stuff that happens before them. There's like there a, like a mount. The thing that happens before Wormwood is something like a huge mountain all ablaze was thrown into the sea. A third of the sea turned into blood. A third of the living creatures in the sea died. A third of the ships were destroyed. That hasn't happened yet. That was supposed to happen before the star falls. Well, also, they, I feel like listen, someone would Listen, you're like, working with the less accurate version. <laughs> well, I mean, this is... A, they could have just kept doing their stupid, like, fake versions of Revelations. It just annoys me that they're doing actual Revelations and are just like, you know, none of the other things have happened, but we're picking this one now because we want to do war. Yeah, they're picking what they want to... What will make good TV, they think. What will work yeah. with what they want to do with Supernatural. And it's just... Me, who doesn't know anything about uh, any of that stuff, is like, sure. It's just like, you know, the like star, like the moon goes dark, like the stars fall from the sky. Like it's like real, like as far as end times go, like you could be going a lot harder, Supernatural. See, but they don't want to make it clear to the normies that the world is ending. Yeah, it's so boring. It's dumb. The fact that the apocalypse has to be like a top secret hunter only thing until like everyone is dead is a limiting the scale that the apocalypse can have which is boring uh-huh. yeah and it's like i don't mind the subtler ev- ev- like um the subtler parts of it if you're not going like if you're gonna do your own thing like like i said i like the bl- i like the red mustang i like when like prophecies are modernized or like interpreted in fun ways it's like yeah he's red horse red like it's a mustang it's a horse haha mm-hmm. um and all like okay um I guess because I brought that up. What what is war? He... So this is the same question that, Ash, that Ace asked, actually, because like he's he exists. He and the other horsemen, who I guess obviously we're gonna see, um, they exist within a cosmology, but they aren't angels or demons. Yeah. They're they're which is interesting to like lean into, but the yeah. Well, and it's weird because I mean surprising nobody death is like metaphysically a reaper being death is yeah just, like death death makes sense some you can get promoted to being death as a reaper which also by the way death in in revelations is literally thanatos like is thanatos is the word used like in the greek that w- it was written in I was gonna say. so it's like also supernatural already has like um 
like pagan gods in it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think they probably exist in a cast of their own, but it's still. But like, I get. And of course, it's, it's the show like, is never going to really address this because they're content to say war is a dude. Yeah. Yeah. Which is annoying because like they're demons in Good Omens. I'm pretty sure. No, I don't know. They also just not, exist. Not dead. They exist death's beyond the hierarchy of heaven and hell. A death's not a demon. You're right. Yeah, Terry is, Pratchett's too cool to make true. death a demon. Yes. Um, I know. I guess you're right. I guess they're not. They're they're similarly like and like I don't mind. I don't know. Supernatural's always been so like there's an answer for everything. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because it went on for 15 years. So eventually they get an answer in the lore. It's just usually a stupid well, one. Well, it's. I'm drawing on Death a lot because he's the horseman that we get to see the most of. Yeah. Um, like, he is, like, the boss reaper. Like, in the same way that archangels are the boss angels and Lilith is a boss demon. Like, everything exists with this hierarchy. So mm-hmm. it makes me wonder, like, does war have little warlings going around <laughs> spreading chaos and violence? Does pestilence, like, have little plague rats off, like, around the world? causing like measles outbreaks and shit like is is death the only one with an entourage because otherwise like yeah. it's it's weird like there's no like symmetry of how they fit into the world because if, if death can't be everywhere then how can war be everywhere well death has like, a bigger job in fairness i mean True. i don't know there's violence all over the place no yeah and sickness but i'm saying but- like death is more prevalent than any one factor of death. that's true death is yeah death kind of D- d- deals with the fallout of all the other horsemen, but it's still like, like okay. It's I don't know. Good Omens again, it would be cool to see. They're like the other horsemen are killing time while they wait for the apocalypse, and so they're doing their various jobs in different places, um, and they're like keeping themselves busy by killing people. You know, time and sometimes humans, or however the line goes. Uh, but meanwhile, death is never on vacation. He's always working. Yeah. Well, yeah. In in Good Omens, death goes on vacation <laughs> sometimes in Discord. Oh, that's different mythology. <laughs> Yes, I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, he's a very similar character. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, anyway, it does, like, this is not a good Good Omens podcast. It's just impossible. Like, the Stay more, now that I know that this is, like, literally inspired by Good Omens, it's impossible for me to not think about Good Omens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, you see, you now that I've, like, read and seen Good Omens, I, I see a lot of, not just Good Omens, but now that I've read American Gods as well, like, there's a yeah. lot of Terry yeah, Pratchett two- and, and Neil Gaiman in here. Um, yeah, which makes sense. Like they're kind of like some of the the doing very similar of speculative things. fiction. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. they're big. Yeah, they're they're, they're they, titans they are, of urban fantasy. Yeah, they are working in this genre. Um, so I think making good omens comparisons is yeah. good. Uh, it's, yeah, I, but yeah, my my just to just to bring things home to my core point, I just like wish I w- I wish this had been a two parter. Like I wish yeah. we had gotten more of war. War was cool. Like we're, we're gonna talk about the conversation he has in a second. Like. He's he's a cool character. Like the horsemen are cool as like it's interesting when a person like embodies a concept. Uh-huh. I just wish that the show in the way it does had sort of like made a decision on whether to be like I don't know this is weird and mystical or like there's an answer for this instead of just like not really engaging with it at all. As yeah. my point. Um I wa- I like I think that's kind of a really unexplored aspect of it is like I think it would have been cool to learn about all the other horsemen. Well, we're gonna see. I mean, we're gonna see them. They're they're we coming. We do see them, but yeah, we don't. Well, we, we don't, don't see as much of them as we see of death. Cool. We don't learn mm. as much about uh, their place in the mes- metaphysics and stuff. 
And it's so lame to make the Horseman War literally a one-episode Monster of the Week guy. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like with the Seven Deadly Sins. Yeah, they did. Yeah, the yeah, it is, there. isn't it? It is, isn't it? I forgot about that. Yeah, I shouldn't be surprised. It was also a, a season premiere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just shooting Cookies. their shot early <laughs> and like completely, completely wasting potential good like season-long villains. Yeah. Man, see, they could have done like the whole, like with the whole Lilith thing. They could have had Lilith have her like entourage of the Seven Deadly Sins. That could have been cool. They that could have been like a whole yeah, like you gotta fight season Lilith's long. Seven Deadly Exes. Yeah. <laughs> the same with this, and it was like, yeah, we see we see war, and then war's gone after like one episode. It's like TV show. Like why? Just you you're you're playing in a fun space. Use the characters that yeah. people know. Like what's wrong with you? They, they're like, ooh, wouldn't it be cool if this major pinnacle of theology and uh, philosophical thought was a mini? Was a guy who's, <laughs> who like gets his fingers chopped off, and it's like, ugh, I didn't know he wasn't coming back because like they don't. The whole point, he's like, I mean, you can't kill me, and they're like, I know, I don't think and then so, they no. cut his fingers off, and it's like, oh, well, he's gonna come back, obviously, because they didn't defeat him, they just, like, or they defeated him, they didn't kill him, but I guess not. I don't remember him coming back, sorry. <sighs> anyway, um, that happens later, let's talk about Sam talking to War, I guess, because I do like this conversation. Um, before we do that, just, I'm, I'm going through my notes, because I've, like, skipped over some of them, um... Okay. Do you remember when, like, demons were first introduced and you could say Cristo and their eyes would go black and you would know who was a demon because they would flinch? Remember <laughs> no, that? No, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. So did the show. <laughs> this is the stupidest thing. Imagine if I, the show actually remembered things that happened in the show. This is how it works, right? Like, this is how um, shows like this do it. It's like they change the mythology, like, slowly over time. So they just, like, hope that you forget as you're, like, watching along seri serially. And, or like, they years of Pat. themselves. Yeah. Like, for me, it's all, it hasn't been that long. But, like, for the audience of the show, like, years have passed. So, like, this has, like, um, that's uh, emphasized even more so. Or, like, the difference in time. It's just, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did have a note that, uh, for earlier it was like some fun dramatic irony uh ellen's like what's up with you two like there's something going on i can tell some girl come between you and i'm like oh ellen you have no idea <laughs> yeah like the intense chimney like the the enforcement of heterosexuality and like the heteronormative assumptions that come with it but also like <laughs> ruby is technically a girl that came between yeah them. yeah exactly it's yeah it's just not in the not in the yeah that's why um, i wrote girl in my notes thank you you're welcome. <laughs> um, Dean at some point tells so, somebody in Austin crew, uh, this is an X-Files. You're right. Oh, yeah, yeah he does do that. Not. Oh, speaking of X-Files, I was watching an episode of the X-Files today, and uh, in it, I don't know I don't know what exactly has happened yet because I'm not at the end, but there's a child, and he keeps getting stigmated. So I was what? like, oh, hey. Just like Sam Winchester. And they're like... Yeah, they're like, oh my god, it's the apocalypse. And I'm like, oh my god, just like it's Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a lot of Boss Baby vibes. Shut <laughs> <laughs> um, Anyway, we meet War. Um, yeah, I guess like War doesn't need a vessel. Uh, War is impersonating a person who he killed and is lying dead in a ditch. So War can uh -huh. like shapeshift which is it, and like manifest physically. Um, that's interesting. E. It doesn't matter, but I don't know. <laughs> it's interesting, I guess. 
Um, yeah, he says that he popped in to watch. Popped in to watch. I can hustle like that. He does like a little dance move when he says he that. It was great. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's good. Like this actor does a good job like being war. Like I wish he came back. Um, he's like, this is, this is also this show's problem. Like having these characters. Not that this is going to happen with war. Because I know this actor at the very least is. Or I know that not only is this actor only in this one episode. War is probably not coming back. But like in general. Um. Because it has characters who body swap, um, sometimes actors who play characters are better than other actors who play characters. That's true. Um, yeah, like he's like, here's a hint. I was in Germany. Then in Germany, which is a fun, funny joke. Uh-huh. Then in the Middle I East, like I was in that. Darfur and my beeper went off. Um, I just hate when shows are like, yep, this supernatural force is responsible for things that have actual historical causes. Yep. I mean, that's true. But in this and, like, case, supernatural like, he is in war. particular is guilty of it a lot. Uh, yeah. In this case, like he he doesn't say he, he started anything, so like yeah, I guess just, he, he was, was there because he is war. He's it's wherever like, war is. Uh, you know, it's like it's on that borderline, so I'll allow it, but I'm squinting at it. You're valid. That's fair. I, I just like I get if you're gonna have a concept of war, like there's no way to not engage with that if this is like the literal like physical manifestation. Yeah, and the of argument war. he makes is that like he doesn't have to do anything. He just like nudges yeah. them, and then people kill each other. Nudge. Yeah. So like. Fine, um, fine. Yeah. If that's the argument you're gonna make. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Like, like you said, he's like, take a bridge there, lay a little hallucination there, sit back, pop some corn. Um, there's more like, uh, supernatural beings, like the way they look at humans. It's interesting. There's like, there's something here about like the way humans look at monsters and the way like quote unquote higher beings like demons and angels look at humans. There's something there. What I'm saying is yeah, that, uh, that humans and monsters should unionize. <laughs> Human and monsters should unionize against angels and demons. Uh, I'm so excited for when this show is going to try to explain like monsters and its cosmology. I, like you two have like hinted at that a little bit. It's gonna be dumb and bad. I can't wait. There's a weird line here. Is Go this, on. Is this the Irish one? Because that's what I'm about to say. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, Sam was like, I mean, you made them see demons. That's why they're killing each other. And War goes, honestly, people don't need a reason to kill each other. I mean, you see in the Irish, they're all Irish, which is just like, so th- it's not even all, funny. Like, literally, that's, first of all, real people that you're laughing at. Yeah. And second of all, like, there are reasons for that. Like, the, oh, my God. Yeah, the, why the, are you just, like, dropping yeah, the they're, they're all Irish. Irish. How stupid is it to kill each other? Like, oh, my God. You're not saying anything. You're just being dumb. Yeah absolutely it's 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 painting over literally any other kind of cultural divide that could possibly exist besides national borders it's like it's so stupid american take it's weird well it's also weird because this show it's like taking the like angle of like oh violence is stupid like people don't need a reason to kill each other people kill each other all the time but it's like uh this show constantly like digs into like the necessity of violence and uh-huh. as we talked about like a libertarian way but like it's not generally the like philosophical argument of the show it's weird yeah. which okay it's his argument and he is like war. he's the bad like, yeah he's so... the bad guy and he's war. like i get it but there's no like i mean the, the episode the in the same way of like i talked about earlier the framing of the episode supports his argument yeah and it's like you can say that violence is senseless but what he is saying is that their violence is senseless because they quote unquote don't have any differences which is just an insanely yeah. ignorant thing to say yeah like oh now mr religious figure is going to preach about religious divides yeah um 
I talked about how I like this scene and all we've done is complain about it, but like the the well, I didn't a like thing I cannot get across <laughs> is um well the the actor is doing a good yeah, job like playing the into the is, I don't like, agree with him, so it is not the same thing. No, I don't either, but I like the way he does it. Yeah. Um in a like in a way that like I wanted him to be around more to be refuted is the thing. Mm-hmm. Like this sets up like this is the classic this is classic like genre fiction of villain has an argument through their actions the heroes are going to like disprove that argument or like whatever but that doesn't happen they just beat him mm-hmm. <laughs> which why sucks. would you get into a th- philosophical debate when you could just cut his finger off but the the cutting is supposed to represent in some way the philosophical debate and it doesn't here no, it does like that's not. the point of fights that's the point of fights in genre fiction um like they don't beat him through any way that like refutes his uh like view you cannot kill me in a way that matters just because yeah. when you kill me, it won't matter. Um, the 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 angle about this I also did like is when uh, Sam's like, "You're wrong." I was like, "You can't." Like, you're my poster boy. I can see inside your head, man. It is one track sitting there. Blood, blood, lust for power, same as always. You want to be strong again, but not just strong, stronger than everybody. Good intentions, quick slide to hell, buddy boy. Um, because that's like that's digging into Sam's like ideology yes, in terms character. of like he does. He does have a lust for power, but, like, the pa- he has that because he wants to use that power to help people. And, like, the Sam conflict about, like, when is gaining power not worth being able to use it? Like, when is, um, when is the, when does the cost outweigh the benefits? And that's interesting. And, like, war being the, like, no, what, like, that's, you're justifying what you really want behind that makes him an interesting foil to Sam. Uh, that Sam could reckon with. But again, they don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I like this conversation and I'm, like, super disappointed that it's, like, not going anywhere. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like, a writing 101 that they're, like, setting themselves up for and then just not carrying through for, like, no reason that I can understand. Uh (sighs) Anyway, yeah. I think I referred to this episode as a season premiere, like, 20 minutes ago. It's not the season premiere. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's enough, (laughs) It's not. Um, but there's this whole thing with pipe bombs, but it doesn't matter. It's it like the show splits matter. off into a bunch like, of like little fights and they're like, all right, let's go blow up your yeah. mom. Yeah. yeah. Once again, we have to talk about Sarah Gamble and portraying black characters. Rufus is really out of character in this episode. <sighs> the, I I agree with you. Everyone's out of character in this episode. It's true. Like no, everyone got hit with the stupid gas in this episode in a way yeah. that like. That didn't even bother me that much because Rufus is as dumb as everyone else. Is. Yeah, I'm just mad because I love Rufus. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you. It's yeah. Um, I do like the way that that besides the fact that like it's uncaring about the vessel, which we've obviously talked about. Um, he's like, well, demons come at you slower in a body with no limbs. <laughs> he's a pragmatic little bitch. I love him. It's true. Yeah. I will say he does get a W here in the end because he does take that guy's gun. And it's like, stop firing usually means stop firing. Uh-huh. Yeah, he does take it up there. It's great. I love him. I'm also glad we got to see Joe again, just because I love her. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I'm like, that's also why, like, I, <laughs> this, this could have been a good episode. Yeah, you had all we the got ingredients. All these characters you got Cass you had all the ingredients. You just Rufus screwed it up. You Ellen. burned it. You left it. Uh, You didn't cook it long enough is the problem. It's raw. It is. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay voice. It's raw. <laughs> I, 
forgot to say my other note for like what I did like about the War and Sam showdown conversation is that the whole time Sam is still like tied up and in, in his like they think I'm a demon situation. Oh yeah, and him, so he's him, like, he's got like salt crusted to his face. It's very good. Oh okay, that. sorry. I thought you he's were gonna be- say. The way War goes from being like this like mischievous villain to being like ah he hit me I also like that that was good. Okay, I'm just yeah. a little guy. I'm just a little birthday boy. I Sam must be so thirsty and I cannot imagine the <laughs> yeah, sensory so nightmare of having just a shit ton of salt like caked on your cheeks. Yeah, this is why I said in my synopsis like oh how the turntables because like this is what they do <laughs> yeah, to people they do regularly. This to people all the time, There's a yeah. vessel in there who has to go through what Sam just did every single time yeah. they do an exorcism which they don't even bother with anymore. Like this is what mm-hmm. happens if they're lucky. Otherwise they just get stabbed. It makes you wonder if like if the vessel is in the back seat then like are they privy to the sensations of the body or are they just kind of floating in there? They definitely know that it's happening because like yeah. Jimmy has mentioned that he was like stabbed and shot. Uh so who knows if they feel but, pain like, in there? It... Who knows? But if you if you punch a vessel, does the demon feel it or does the vessel feel it or do both of them feel it? Like you know. I I assume the vessel feels it. They talk a lot about the vessel like feeling and knowing like everything that's happening while the demons inside, so I assume so. Yeah, uh yeah, they beat war, it's lame. At some point, I think it's Dean says Hellbitch, which yeah. why? Yeah. Oh, I don't know why. It's I do it's like War's like, that's a sweet little knife. Um He says, That's a sweet little knife, but come on, you can't kill war kiddos. And Dean's like, Oh, we know, and then they cut his fingers off. And it's like Yeah. Like I said already, I did that uh, w- w- stupid. It's the same thing that happens with Ruby. It's it, like though. yeah. The blood spray. Well, it's really cool. Good. No, how they beat him is cool. It's stupid that this is the yeah. end because everything about it does not read that way. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's Dean's very... like, <laughs> "It's a letdown." No. Yeah. Dean goes, um, "Pit stop at Mount Doom." As he's he holds such up the a ring, dork, and I is, love him. I'm such a dork. He's right such now. a dork. Literally. It was very cute. Dean, when he makes his little references. Ah, <sighs> yeah. And then this conversation. And then this conversation. First of all, the background, I could not tell if they're in front of, like, a painted backdrop or actually in front of mountains that are off in the distance with trees. That's Which is completely is just what the, the that's what, looks like. I know. Yeah, this is what BC looks, looks so like. Flat. I, I was, like, that's studying in every that's shot probably the probably the, can- like the lens of the camera. Yeah. Not made for portraying distance with uh, accuracy. I went camping in a place that looked a lot like this. But like less green in in yeah. northern Washington. My grandparents live in. You know what? This is probably in Mission. I'm gonna go check. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, so Sam saying, "I know you don't trust me." Dean doesn't say anything. Sam says, "I don't trust me either." And how he he thinks that his intentions are good, but he thinks beneath that he just misses the feeling, which scares him because he knows that's messed up he says the problem's me something scares the hell out of me he's in no shape to be hunting we should go our separate ways and dean says well i think you're right and sam goes i was expecting a fight ow ouch ouch (laughs) oh this is at rice lake okay this is northern vancouver then dean offers to give him the impala he says you want to take the impala Uh... Yeah. Oh my god. That car means so much to him. That, and he's like, okay, well, if yeah. we have to split up, can you, can you take this thing to show you that I still care about you? 
Yeah. Can I take can this I, piece of me with you? Yeah. Can I? Can you take our home with you? Yep. And Sam says, it's okay. Take care of yourself. And he goes, you too, Sammy. And D- Sam takes his one backpack. That's all he has in the mm-hmm. whole world. That's all he has. It's really good. <sighs> like, the camera lingers so long on this shot. As it should. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, he has one backpack of stuff. I guess my, like, one thing... I guess about the war thing is that war wins as far as like war is defeated, but wins the ideological argument against Sam because he does like the, the result of that is he does convince Sam that like there's, there's something wrong with him. (laughs) It's like, the problem is me, how far I'll go. Like no matter if it's demon blood or what. And that scares Uh me. Also, I think it probably fucked him up even more to find out that it wasn't demon blood because he was considering. Yeah. That he killed two people. Yes. Uh Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm very interested to see where this is going to go. The it's weird. Like the middle of this episode sucks. The start and end of it are good in terms of well, the amulet's stupid, but the like I, we gotta fight God. I think it's the like fun and interesting stuff. and the character stuff. Yeah, yeah. The emotional beats of this episode are good. Yeah, that's all. That, that's so much of the show, isn't it? Like yeah. man, all that stuff in the middle sure didn't matter, but the start and ender continued. <laughs> the monster to be of the week sucks, but at least we got to see our boys. Man, remember back when the monster of the week parts were good? Remember when yeah. they actually went on hunts? Remember when they did like? Remember when they yeah. had to do research about monsters? Yeah. I haven't done a folklore corner in so long. I guess it wasn't that long ago that I talked about uh, uh, ghouls, but ghouls, yeah. But still. And we got ten more seasons. <laughs> yep. Um. All right. I guess that's pretty much everything we've talked about this episode a lot. Yeah. More than it deserves. Um. So the the reason why I was like hung up on the Aus- on Austin the soldier guy is because he's Sean Roberts. He's Albert Wesker in the Resident Evil movies. Um. Which uh, that's like you know he's not a huge actor, but he is like a movie actor that they got for this like tiny role. Um. He's also Rogue's boyfriend in the uh, original X-Men movie. Uh, he plays flashback Wyatt Earp alongside Val Kilmer in Wyatt Earp's Revenge. Um, and as a teen was Teddy Kent in Emily of New Moon. Oh. Um, also, he, also he, uh, he won. No, uh, they, it was I a TV show in the 90s. I didn't know they made anything of that. Um, yeah. Um, and uh, he won an award for being hot in 2017, which I think is funny. He's like, <laughs> fine, I guess. <laughs> He's fine, um, I guess. Speaking of war, by the way, uh, this actor is um, uh, Titus Welliver, who is most known for playing Silas Adams on Deadwood. Uh, and he's also the man in black and lost. Um, uh, Jimmy O'Fallon in Sons of Anarchy. Um, Glenn Childs in The Good Wife. And is the very cool Russian vampire Ratko in Castlevania. Uh, and is also Harry Bosch, the protagonist of the cop show Bosch. Um, yeah, this is like, again, this is a good actor that they pulled that they should have brought back well uh, of course like him being Ratko is so funny ash you've seen have you seen castlevania no. No. i think i've maybe seen a little bit of it which uh, castlevania are we talking about the the animated oh TV show. oh yes i thought you meant the movie no 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 no. yeah sorry he's, maybe he's... no i was thinking of van helsing yes i have seen i have seen the castlevania show yeah he's uh he's the russian vampire uh, he's the big old, big old guy whose buddy is with um, the like little British brat uh, in the last oh, season. I don't know if I've actually seen that season. Hold on one minute. Oh, you? I'm looking at pictures of Sean Roberts now, and like, yeah, I guess he's very square. Yeah, I guess. 
He's fine. He's symmetrical. Actually, you should watch that last season of Castlevania. I know. I probably really do need to watch it. The second season squicked me out so hard at a lot of points. That yeah, I that's that's. Like went, mm. That is fair. I you know I okay, do want I'm, to though. I'm looking at uh looking at Sean Roberts and uh, he looks better with a beard. Welcome to Word of God, where we're great men. <laughs> also, where I keep catching cuttlefish when I want octopus. <laughs> okay. Let's wrap this baby up. Uh, this, yep. <laughs> thank you, thank you for listening. Um, please rate and review us on the podcast platform of your choice. Uh, if you want to write in for stuff, um, please do that at uh, wordofgodcast at gmail dot com or uh, uh, ask us on Tumblr at wordofgodcast dot tumblr dot com. Uh-huh. <laughs> and. Uh, Next time we're talking about what? What's our what's what's the what are the uh, we're talking about episodes three and four, free to be you and me. Uh, I don't remember this episode, and then uh, episode four, the end. <sighs> Big day for the the fans of Down to Abincourt girlies. Um, Is that the one means- you wanted to steal from me, Emma? Yes. Uh, very exciting. Is three good, Emma? Yeah, it's got stuff that I won't say. Okay, actually, I will. It's got a brothel in it. Okay. Oh, that. See. Okay. Thank you. That was all I needed. <laughs> I knew it would be. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, so that's next week. Yeah. Um. And until <laughs> next time. Uh. I guess this is it, you guys. I'm sorry, but after all, like the blood shit you've been doing, I just can't do a podcast <laughs> with you anymore. It's like too weird. I'm sorry. No, I'm you're right. I can't trust us either. Get out of here. <laughs> Wait, but Sam was the blood freak. He's the one hitchhiking. Yeah, so I know. I've you... twisted around. Nope. I'm the blood freak. You are the. I'm blood just. Freak. I'm just. We're, the thing is, is well, we're all who gets the car? blood freaks. None of us deserve it. It's true. None of us deserve baby. <laughs> Alex can have it. <laughs> Alex doesn't deserve baby either. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, Aids sure. The Last Ones by Jazar on freemusicarchive.org. Licensed under an attribution share alike 3.0 international license. Find the link in the episode description.